I, I, I took y'all to the end. We in here. Damn. Yeah, we in yeah, here. Man. We piling in, man. Pile in, man. What a blessed yeah. day, man. Appreciate y'all watching the show. Fall in as usual. Another episode of Craig Facts. Craig Facts. Uh, this episode will be sponsored by. Doom, doom, doom. Purity Debt Solutions. Purity Debt Solutions is offering a $25 Visa gift card to listeners with eligible accounts just for completing the quick and easy debt assessment. Go to www.pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig um, and inquire about the services. We got a great show planned for y'all today, man. Wonderful show. I was I was uh, doing some reading earlier today, and uh, I read about Bitcoin auctions. Y'all know about these Bitcoin auctions? No, no I never heard of them. So basically, the government back in 2013 was, you know, uh, doing a lot of uh, investigations and arresting uh, some of these Silk Road hustlers that were selling illegal shit on Silk Road. But they used uh -huh. to use Bitcoins to do all these different transactions. So back, you know, back around 2013, um, the government seized $30,000 of Bitcoin from somebody that was selling uh, like guns or something via Silk Road, right? And so they just auctioned that uh, that $30,000 worth of Bitcoin off. And guess how much is <laughs> guess how much they auctioned it off for? What, uh, what 40 million dollars? <laughs> Let me make sure I'm right. I want to say 190 million. So if you would have owned thirty thousand dollars of Bitcoin in two thousand and thirteen, and kept it till now, you'd be worth one hundred ninety million. But I think I need I need to get that right number. But so the crazy thing is, I had a cousin man. He used to be on the black web and shit. Right. And this nigga used to give Bitcoin to people to give credit card get credit card numbers. Mm. So I'm like, so he was like, they had a group. So one of his boys like just supposedly allegedly allegedly right. One of his boys. Um, <laughs> One of his boys um, kept his money. Now he, he now he's like a millionaire. Right. You know what I'm saying? My cousin just kept getting out. Uh, Leslie kept getting out these burnt out uh, credit card numbers. Right, 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 right. I'm right. Like, 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 even yeah. though running, I'm like, bro, like, like, you know, hotels and shit, just to live for one night. Right. I'm like, bro, it's something deeper than this that we don't know about, bro. And then he, he was just like, I was like, you can make this a business somehow and make it legitimate. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm thinking ahead. And now this nigga, I don't know what's up with this nigga, but his homeboy millionaire, he not. But it was just surprised me what big, what niggas was really doing with Bitcoin. Okay, that's, that's what made Bitcoin popular. It was, it was what people were using to do illegal transactions. That's what made it right. go ahead of all the other yeah. cryptocurrencies. Right. You know, maybe it was that. Ghost cash. So let me give you some specific numbers because people are saying that Bitcoin is taking, tanking. No, what's happening is the government is putting out propaganda so they can figure out how they can take control yeah. of the market. This is decentralized banking. They don't have control of it. Right. So they're going to try to use fear to get you to either, yeah. you know what I'm saying, go back yeah. to cash or the, the regular barter system or buy Bitcoin from them. So here's how much Bitcoin. I said the wrong number, 190 million. So I apologize. I'm going to correct, that. I'm gonna correct uh, that right now. So in the last three years... Since Bitcoin has really taken off and the government has been seizing Bitcoins from people who do things illegally online, they've had Bitcoin auctions, right? And this is the, this is the progression of how much money they've made over the last three years. In 2019, the government seized 700,000 700, worth of Bitcoin, 
In 2020, they seized 137 million worth of Bitcoin. Damn. Right? In 2021, you're not going to be able to guess this number. A billion? 1.2 billion. Damn. Wow. In Bitcoin. Wow. Get you some Bitcoin. Right. My guy. <clears throat> trying to get a Keep bit. It. My guy. I mean, these numbers are crazy. These numbers are astronomical, man. Um, I don't know. Whatever the business, whatever business the government is into, I'm into. Man, they sell dope. Man, I ain't selling dope, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that, man? What do you what, what do, you, do you think it, it's as simple as the government seizing? Bitcoin from people who are doing illegal activities, or do you feel like they're targeting and and trying to make profits from Bitcoins because of how popular it is now? So the way I see it is, you wearing that mask like it's an ascot or some shit on your face, guy. Right. Uh, I forgot I had to move on. I concur. I forgot I had to move on. No, but what it is, anything that goes on in this nation, yeah, anything that goes on in this nation on the underground. Is what the government allows. 24/7. You know what I mean? We don't know. No one gets anything cracking in this country without the government allowing it. Mm -hmm. That's why I laugh at these dumb niggas. I'd be like, man, the Russians run this, the Mexicans run that, the Asians run. No, the fuck they don't. The the government allows different groups to right. do different things for a certain period of time right. before they come and lay the hammer down. Yeah. So when it came to Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin was a big old farce in 2011. In 2012, right. don't do Bitcoin. Right. But it got popular because everybody that was running all kind of illegal drugs. All your yep. scammers was trading currency through Bitcoin. Yep. So that, so when the government saw that, you could easily see them thinking, okay, let's let them beef this shit up, sit mm -hmm. back and watch. Right. <laughs> and when it's time for us to come and smash, we all going to break some bread. So <laughs> this ain't nothing no more than Pablo Escobar. They knew that nigga was from day one. Man. But let's go ahead and get your money up so we can come in and take the profits when you done built the shit all the way up. Right. The correct yes. the correct number is they seized thirty thousand from a wallet uh, in 2013, and then they sold it in tw uh, 20, 2018 for nineteen million. So from thirty thousand to nineteen million. Mm. They just told you how much they report. They teach you tell you how much they kept. Right. 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 <laughs> we know how that shit go. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. There's only thirty thousand in the wallet. <laughs> Incredible. Somebody is saying, "Well, what happened to the other 50? <laughs> so look, for you guys who don't know how it works, when the federal government is investigating internet fraud or crimes doing going on online. There's multiple agencies that participate. You'll have the IRS, you'll have mm -hmm. the you'll have the uh, CIA, you'll have local police, you'll have all these different government agencies working with each other because you, they, there is no jurisdiction online. You know what I'm saying? They'll be working with each other to try to find criminals and put them in jail and take their assets. But once they seize the They're assets, young. shout out, yeah, shout out. Once they seize the assets and they auction them off, if you want to figure out how to buy auction. How the government auctions off Bitcoin, the federal marshal is who auctions off Bitcoin. So if you have a lot of money and you want to purchase Bitcoin at a cheap price, you got to contact the federal marshals. And then they'll let you know how you can buy Bitcoin or how you can show up to the auction and bid on pretty much anything that they see. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Which Thanks is, for the game, Yeah, dog. which is a hustle. Thanks for the game. I ain't know that. Uh, yeah, so get your... Make sure you put your social security number in there so you know who you are when you, when you call up. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Uh, so, Ty, man, what we got going on in sports, G? Oh, man, LeBron recently deleted a tweet that he put out. Now, I'm going to pull the tweet up. I mean, I'm sure a lot of y'all have already seen the tweet, 
But um, I'm going to read the tweet, what he's really trying to say. Are you about to get into your man's brain? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so he says, uh, y'all motherfuckers keep talking about my squad and our personal ages. The way he plays, he stays injured. And we're past our prime in this league, et cetera, et cetera. Do me a favor, please, and I mean please, keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. And and LeBron, you see the picture? He deleted the tweet, right? He deleted the tweet, but um, he put it out there. You know and why he deleted it? I think people put tweets out there and they delete them to, to give it more mystique. He, he put it out there because... Back, remember a couple years ago when he said activate playoff mode? Yeah. And then niggas lost, but they went yeah. one of the next 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, LeBron tweets a lot. He's on a mission. He's going to be on a mission this year. You know what I'm saying? You, I like angry LeBron. I like when LeBron got something to prove. You don't he think he's too old? Nigga, you just no. like LeBron. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. like the way LeBron's breast smell when he's on <laughs> <laughs> You like the way the back of LeBron's nuts smell when he's basketball. You call this nigga LeBron dick rider? Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. man. Yeah. Well, you're a James Worthy dick rider. You're right since 88. I'm going to shit about James Worthy's family, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that gets my ass. Do you I, want your son to be like James Worthy? Hell no. <laughs> I guess y'all want somebody that's going uh, like Greg Hardy that's going to slam his woman on some M16s or some shit. Who did that? Greg Hardy. Who the fuck is Greg Hardy? The football player. This motherfucker slammed his woman on a, on a couch full of guns. Why is he the black guy? Couch full of guns. Yeah, it was a whole. Yeah, I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you the, one the one football player. You player? said LeBron ain't black. No, no, he brought up, uh, he brought Greg Hart some shit ten years ago. Shit, Trevor Bauer is suspended from the Dodgers now for beating his wife. Nigga, that shit happened all goddamn. And so while LeBron is out picture? there doing the right yeah, thing, oh, he high, he a high paid pitcher. Niggas only get mad like two niggas fucked up now. Everybody's a bad player. Nah, <laughs> one nigga <laughs> fucked up. LeBron ain't the exception. <laughs> 99.9% of players live a great life without breaking the... 99.9. 99.9. So why did he take the tweet down? I don't get it. You put something out there. Big as LeBron, you know everybody already seen it. Right. You take the tweet down. It ain't like you hide nothing. I think that that just gives it more like... I think yeah, that's yeah, the definition the of hide. Mm. <laughs> when when mother like that, <laughs> see, put it, if, you, if you keep it away from me, it's not hide. Okay. <laughs> because I'll let you see it first. Let, let somebody I took it away. I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> let somebody try to cancel LeBron. I bet they find that tweet. Yeah, right. So it ain't it ain't gone for real. I don't think you can cancel LeBron unless he no, molests somebody or. Do some just I don't I think he's. No, I tried to cancel well, him three like times the, already. The media, uh, the, I ain't trying to cancel. Him. I, I like him as a bear. I like that extra dick riding you niggas do. No, <laughs> my, my thing is, is whenever they ready to cancel him, even even if he don't do, that's why I don't pay attention to what they say. Right. If LeBron never did nothing, they get tired of this nigga. He said the wrong thing out of bounds because what he says are things that are set, are acceptable to liberals. That's why he gets to say these things. Liberals on mind you saying Black Lives Matter. Liberals on mind you saying we need to <clears throat> arrest the police. But if he comes out and says, okay, black people need to only fuck with black people and we need to get our own economy and keep kick everyone else out of our shit yeah. until we get our shit right, they'll go ahead and make us some shit. They'll say LeBron, this, they'll make us some shit. They'll say LeBron created a spaceship and molested right. monkeys on the motherfucker. Right. Right. And yeah. niggas oh, will believe oh, it oh. stupid as shit. That's why we should just support LeBron. That's why we, should, we shouldn't we should be hating on him like you. Why, why, is, why is having critical thought considered hate? 
calling somebody a LeBron dick rider no, because they enjoy his LeBron's basketball. You, that's not calling LeBron anything. That's calling you a dick rider. I ain't got shit doing LeBron. So Worthy ain't played since 89. You still on, you still comparing him to motherfuckers that's out here now. Look, man, look. LeBron fucks your teeth up when he stuck his dick in your mouth. So that's what we talking about. You don't like the tacos he be talking about on Taco Tuesday. That's what be having you mad. Tacos? Yeah, see, he don't LeBron fuck with tacos. tacos. Real niggas don't fuck with tacos like that. Huh? LeBron do tacos? Uh, yeah, he did. He yeah, had taco tacos. Tuesday. Oh, he, he trademarked uh, the hashtag taco yeah, Tuesday. Oh, that's why he did that. Yeah, man. Oh, you found LeBron lead again. Right to the championship. Right to the championship. This nigga talking like, I ain't got nothing of my own thoughts. LeBron did it. Todd's like, listen, I sat on his dick and rolled around a little bit. That's not dick Hey, do you know You know LeBron be going to the gym too so feel free to follow us hold on he said that's how you go to the gym how are you scared to meet I've been been way more recent than you I think we all can see that smaller than me but got more curves nigga what the fuck is wrong you got you got 12 registered jumping jacks in your whole life nigga young real look like a motherfucking 4-3 defense so you over here talking about myself when you do jumping jacks your feet don't even leave the ground <laughs> I like to do it from the couch. I do. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga tired, jump like he got two left ankles over here. Uh, <laughs> so why did he take it down? I mean, why? I felt like maybe they people might have thought that that shit might have been too harsh because he was really like letting y'all know, like, yo, this is gonna be some shit this year. And y'all was talking all that shit. Y'all really gonna see what's gonna happen with the squad that I put together. Right, right, right. I don't know, man. I miss the days where a nigga can say some fucked up shit and ask for forgiveness. Right, yeah. that's it. The fact that we gotta take shit down, man. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if the uh, NBA. I know, but I don't know if an NBA star is the path no more for tall young black men. I think we gotta go another path where we don't have to be so subservient. I agree. Roller derby. <laughs> niggas, niggas need to start buying oh, skates and getting back nice on them skates. The niggas man. need to get back in that hockey ring so they can fight. Yeah, but we got to do something. Yeah, because we don't never hear them saying out of pocket. Hockey players can say whatever they want to yeah. say. Yeah. I haven't heard a public apology from a nigga on skates in never. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway, uh, let's talk about his show. Oh, yeah. Um, what we talking about? That dip set and deep block. Yeah, yeah Dip Seven versus uh, D Block. What? Yo, uh, it was getting real disrespectful and heated. You know what I'm saying on the uh, on the stage that night, man. Right. I feel like the uh, the locks came in there and just bullied niggas. <laughs> did you? Yeah. They did. Like nigga, and kicked their ball over the fence. Like came yeah. on their playground. <laughs> And just like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Over the fucking fence, bro. And I like both roofs. Like, you know what I mean? But it was just like, Jada by himself is like killing and shredding niggas apart. When he got on stage, uh, bumping niggas, you know what I mean? Right. All that you all said, ten face, the detachable bandana, he yeah. detached it, <laughs> threw that shit on the floor, made him pick it up, kept rapping, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Cam was kicking uh, one of the rappers and shit. Uh, oh, he kicked Styles P. Yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah, he, he, he bought a uh, lawn chair, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Cam, you know, Cam was sitting in a lawn chair. He, he kicked my favorite rapper, uh, favorite rapper? Man, kicked, yeah. him, kicked him, bro. That's just so, 
it was disrespectful, but it was about to get heated. Yeah. So what happened was, like, you know, Cam is sitting in the lawn chair. You know, uh, who's a Styles P all up in his face yeah. rapping while the nigga in the lawn chair. Nigga put his feet on him. So it looked like Styles P was like, yo, we about to fuck shit up. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, uh, what's his name? Sheik Looch got him like, yo, let's get the fuck, you know, yeah. keep going. Like, we ain't trying to fuck up tours and right. shit like that, you know? So, Joel um, Santana, man, you can't you can't smoke an eight ball a yay before you do a show, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was rolling around on stage. You seen it? Laying down. Uh, I mean, he was overdressed. That nigga had on every article of clothing you could possibly wear, nigga. Bandana, wave cap, vest, jacket, hoodie. Two tank tops. Nigga, two tank tops. Boxer briefs and boxer shorts. Hey, nigga. Yeah, that nigga had on. They moved Cam off stage in the middle of a freestyle. Oh, Cam, yeah, wow. Like, man, was ruthless. Jim Jones fell off the stage. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shit that went on. Mm-hmm. It was probably that leg though, cause you know Jim Jones got like a one leg that's fucked up. Oh, do? Yeah, his leg is like real, like real, like curved in or some shit like that. So you know, I never fucked with Jim Jones, Jim Jones at all. Cause he, I'm not fucking with a nigga that named himself after a white dude and killed a bunch of niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jones went down to the south, went down south America and killed like 800 niggas. And he go, okay, I'm gonna name myself after a white boy. Niggas. You know, Jim Jones, nine hundred seventeen niggas, and it was in Ghana. That's what niggas do. Jim Jones, I never fucked with Jim Jones, I like Jim Jones. He like an ad lib king to me. You know what I mean? Like his ad libs make his rap. But he rap like he just woke up. You know what I mean? And be like, yo, capo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we the gritty gang. <laughs> a lot of them uh, 90s, late 90s, early 2000s New York niggas, they always sound like they're going to cry when they rap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can I mean? Can I? 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 I was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought Dipset would do better because they had a lot of too. bangers. They had a lot of bangers. I did too, man. They didn't treat it like they did, though. No, the man. For the bars. Locks, man. It was really just for the bars, you know? The lots was killing shit. All bars on oh, instrumentals, you know what I mean? Like cutting a deal with rapping over the track. You don't think they put extras on Jada's performance? Nah, that's Jada. He's underrated, actually. But is 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 verses about lyrics or songs? No. I think I it's think about performance. I think, I think everyone is different. It's both. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah true. Everyone's a little different. Like some like I just see all. Of, I saw a lot of contention in this one. Right. Then you looking at the Erica Badu Jill Scott one. That shit was a goddamn love fest. Right. So right. I, I think it, it depends on like the, the fan base yeah. Yeah. And, and how they and how they go about performing. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But they, the thing is, they both from like New York. They probably not from yeah, the New York. Compete like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like it's kind of even. Right. 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 Like, yeah. 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 New Yorkers right. live two blocks from each other. Like nigga, you from Brooklyn? Like nigga, yeah. you know, live like six walking minutes away from each other. Yeah. What the fuck y'all talking about? But nah. Um, <laughs> who? Who do y'all what do y'all think would have been a better battle other than Dipset? Who would have actually put a good battle against the locks other than Dipset? Well that would be tough to say, man, because in that era they probably were the two most dominant groups in the what are we talking, two thousand two to two thousand seven or so? You had G Unit too though. What you think about what, No, but Dipset didn't come out oh, yeah. so like two thousand four. The locks yeah, came out what, ninety six, ninety seven? Yeah. Rest, uh-huh. rest in peace, prodigy. But I would, I would love to see Mob Deep. Mob Deep, Mob Mob Deep, 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 Deep yeah. Versus, yeah. Like, you know, what I'm I want to see Mob Deep versus Outkast. That, that yeah. versus for sure. I mean, I want to see that. Mob Deep, Mob Deep, I get wild. I want to see that gritty shit. Yeah, they get wild. Outkast, killing shit. Outkast, yeah. 
I mean, the. Oh, one more mob deep versus dog pound. I want to see that. Dog pound. That'd be, be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that, perfect because that, they did have yeah, a lot of beef nah, before. They don't have a lot of music, but the dog pound. Dog pound got bigger hits. Dog pound. That whole dog food album is classic. Classic. My favorite. What's the album is like a greatest hit. But but dog mob deep got a battle. But dog food might be the best group album ever. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have. Look, I'm not about to make no excuses for all West Coast bias. We don't listen to them niggas talking about every East Coast bias. Yeah, I listen to both sides. Somebody said Wu Tang, but Wu Tang is not a group. There's different between a duo. Wu Tang's a group. No, but 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 Outkast and Dog Pound, they're a duo. Yeah. So Mob Deep got to battle somebody like. Rodney O and Joe Cooley. <laughs> but you don't hear me though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to fuck with that. Nah, I think really to be to be even for Mob Deep, it probably doesn't have to be like Chico or Cool Water or Black Star or Smiles and South Star. One of them two. Y'all remember them niggas? De La Soul or something. <laughs> Hell, uh, Black Star. You remember Chico and Cool Water? What's the song? Like make my high come yeah, down. Yeah. Nigga, what? Uh, that was yeah, cool, that's but that's a, that's a, but my beef fucked them niggas over. My beef is not finna be Chico and Cool Water. Man, we really wouldn't believe that shit. What about Bugs and Harmony versus Wu Tang? No, Wu Tang. All Goody Mob. Wu Tang. Goody Mob. Wu Tang. But Goody Mob is like five, six people. Nah, Goody Mob is. Goody Mob versus. Goody Mob is four. That's what I said. Yeah. Goody Mob, hey. Goody Mob is four, bonus five. What other group okay, has? It, it has to be Wu Tang versus. No, Mop. Mop. Master the Master P. Oh, Cash Money versus No Limit would be. That would actually be a dope ass battle. Could you imagine the subtitles? TV is starting smoking. That TV. Or Goody Mob versus Three Six Mafia. Okay. Three Six Mafia slept on. Yeah, Hey, don't forget about group wise, Eight Ball and MJG, nigga. Oh yeah, them niggas. That would be a good verse, verse versus Dog Pound. UGK. UGK was hard. Fire. That's what they do with DJ Quick. Who who work gets the food The food. The food. Nigga, City High. City High, nigga. But then Lauren Hill ain't gonna do no bad. I like the people who think, look, I like the Fuji's, they were great. I liked them all individually, but that album to me was just regular. Oh, it was like a couple great, it was like a couple dope songs on that Fuji's album. It's not that first. But that, 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 that Fuji's album, it had like two or three songs that I really liked, and they had a lot of trash on that. Well, album. Proz is dookie. But, 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 somebody said, somebody said, hey, somebody said, 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 somebody Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga yeah, Buster could out yell a acoustic guitar. <laughs> 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 
That motherfucker be. That motherfucker be yelling, man. Let's keep it real about Buster. He a legend. Yeah, straight up. But he don't be talking about shit on the mic. It's all style, man. Quote me a Buster Rhymes lyric that's life changing where you were like, that was fire. It's all style. You can sit back and be like, I don't know how he rapped that fast and it doesn't seem that clearly, but what the fuck is he saying? He fresh as a motherfucker. He's one of the greatest to ever do it, but I don't think I've ever heard I've heard a profound bar. That's like, look, even he, I, I can give you a profound bar from Ja Rule. What? Right? When he was battling Eminem, he probably had the hardest uh, bar of the battle, but his style, you know, people weren't feeling the style, but that nigga told Eminem, he said, he said, your mother's a crackhead, your daughter's a known slut, so what the fuck you think Haiti gonna be when she grows up? Nigga, what? Nigga, what? Damn. <laughs> but I can't think of I'll, I'll be trying to think of Buster Rhymes bars because he's such a legend and, and he, he don't really have bars that are quotables. You got a Buster Rhymes bar? Nah, I just know on the Genesis album it's got to be on the, off of the Genesis album. But like the newer, like that Chris Brown shit. Nah, he's just doing syllables and shit. But he's just doing, it's just like a nigga that do his, <laughs> I, it's just like a nigga that do his paper like real sloppy and just turn it in and still get credit. Paper just be like stars and uh, <laughs> smiling faces and shit. Right. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, Buster's hardest album is that Extinction Level album to me. I like I like Genesis. The, the one, one with New York, York Jersey. Yeah. What uh, uh my nigga Cocaine was on there. Get your ass Which one you what, what's on what's what, uh Break Your Neck is on there. Oh. Your head and break your neck. What he was up? I'm saying, yo. Yeah, hit you with no delay. So what you saying, yo? Silly with the nine milli with the dilly, yo. Silly with the nine milli with the dilly, yo. Back on my BS was the shit too, man. Yeah. With that Rick James sample. That shit yeah. was He had the hardest videos. I'll take Twist Star of a Buster Run. I wouldn't. Nah. Twister hard. Twister's like he hard. Twister, Twister hard in the mother. Man. Yes, but mother, niggas make great songs around Twister. Twister is yeah. tight. Like he has yeah. his pocket. Yeah. He's gonna give you Twister all the same thing. Like Buster can do different things. With I'm different taking. Things. I, I don't know. I'm about. taking Twister for Buster for the simple fact that Twister. Buster tried to claim hip hop came from Jamaica. So for that reason, <laughs> Twister wins. You lying yeah. ass nigga. What is Twister doing? That nigga. Twister. Well, I think Cool Herc is Jamaican, Jamaican, right? He's Jamaican. That's why. He, so he, he started the party. Yeah, it's not right. But he's Jamaican. Right. He started a party. Yeah, but inspired from what? Well, you say he started a party. That was one of many parties going on in New York in 1972. Yeah. But Cool Herc is the first nigga the, the in hip hop. First one that they say that, that they that started a party. But what was he playing? James yeah. Brown. Right. Well, I'm look. Okay. <laughs> music. I get he it. Man. Play douche, 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 douche. He wanna play that shit? That nigga was playing fuck. Dance hall, dance hall. They want no. They wanna play that shit, man. They are playing fuck. That nigga was playing Ohio players, nigga. You don't get more nigga than the Ohio players. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I get your point, but I don't think he meant that. You know, I know he knows it comes from us, but a Jamaican, Cool Herc is Jamaican, right? Yes. That party, yeah, that that board one cool herbs. And they party. get one party, <laughs> <laughs> one party. One party. Let's do a party one time in the Bronx. Oh, That's not hip hop. <laughs> 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 it wasn't just a party. He was doing the loudest. So what? It was on Jamaica. He, he had the, he had the loudest party. He had loud party. But all those but all those elements was already happening in funk. They just. 
you know, was just younger niggas doing the same shit the fuck musicians used to do. True, and he, hum- he humbly. So the shit sure. came from America, guys. Well, it's a couple people. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. A lot of people credit. Uh, What's the dude's brother's name? He did one album and had a heart attack. Baby Huey. Look. You never heard of Baby Huey? Look, you can't come in. Can't, he just ignored him. He ain't never heard of him. I, he don't want to know. I, I, I heard of him. He sung a, him. So Baby Huey was an artist. He was, a, he was an R&B artist that was signed to Curtis Mayfield. And he used to do spoken word poetry and sing on his shit. And he dropped the album in 1969 or 1970. And the single from that album was called Hard Times. It's been sampled a, a, a bunch of different times. And a lot of people accredit him for being the first rapper, but he was rapping without the conscious understanding of what hip hop was. He was just doing he was just doing spoken word poetry. Big dude, like four five hundred pounds. That's about that's about fifty years late though. Because brothers was rapping over jazz right. tunes in nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, but you're talking about oh, you talking about scatting though. No, 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 I'm talking about rapping. I'm talking about rapping. Oh, four, I'm talking okay. about rapping in four bar yeah, sequences. I think I've seen him before. Right. Pete, so that was the first right. No, no, you got, no, you got no, to listen to his album. You got to listen to his album. No, though. I know he is, but this shit. But this big, 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 Markham was saying, "Here comes the judge." Came out nineteen sixty six. Here comes the judge. He's rapping. Look, that's all I'm saying is this. Niggas rapping like blood. I can't look. Here comes the judge. This how I say. Look, you can't have somebody. Bo Rock. If somebody. Came up and yes, uh, they, they drew up the blueprint or something. They built the house. They got all the raw materials, but somebody comes in and puts together <laughs> and puts a door on the house. Nigga, that ain't your house. You just put a door on that motherfucker. We did every goddamn thing else. No, nah, nigga, I don't agree with that bullshit. <laughs> you helped build the house. Sir. I agree. I, I, what I'm saying is this. So, so you you laid the foundation. You do 99 percent of the work. Somebody come along and do one little thing at the end, and they get the credit for building the house. No, because hip hop is a culture, bro. Yeah, culture. So, so, so we come from that. I agree. It right. definitely probably was an influence. It's an evolution. Ray Kroc it's a, got the credit. But you talking right? You talking two or three different generations down the line? I don't think that niggas who were rapping in the early seventies were listening to "Here Come the Judge." Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a super popular song. That was a very popular. Song. That was actually number one. But I don't know if that was. I mean, I get you. So you're saying the person who the early rappers were like how? What rapper inspired you to run? Uh, it was the Gospel Gangsters. Huh? Okay, Solo, TikTok, Chili yeah, Chill, yeah. all really dope dudes, progressive thinkers, Christian rappers in the in the early 90s, highly successful, one of the most successful un, uh, independent rap groups, period, mm-hmm. of any genre, right? Um, do you think that you would rap if they didn't exist, or do you think that that's something you would have fell into regardless of that? Um, it was a couple of, th- I think I would have probably still eventually got it. But you know them being related, it was just like more of like hands on, like damn, music could take you here, right? Like out of the hood, like places that I knew wasn't down the street, right? You know right. what I mean? So when I seen them coming home with all kind of shit, and I could really talk to these niggas, right? Then right. I couldn't talk to them on the TV, you know what I'm saying? I had a different passion for it, you know what I mean? Because I see my family love them, right. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the way you know what I'm saying? You know how mm-hmm. Dick Riders is in the family. Yeah, like we got rid of a lot of our rap that came because they took music out of the schools. We were always rap. Cap Calloway rapped in 1941. You can look it up. Yeah, so people talking. No, 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 no. They called it rap because rap, rap just meant before it became hip hop. Let me rap to you. Let me talk to you in a rhythmic way. Right, like rap didn't. That's an English word. It didn't come from some other nation. It came from us because it was like let me rap to you, and then it goes to the DJs. If you go back to the 1930s, mm-hmm. you can listen to the Kansas City so DJs. So Pitney Martin would say I'm rapping. Yes. 
He, let me rap to you. I'm, I'm, that, that's a rap. I thought, I thought that was slang for hollering, no, at, a, like no. hollering at a bitch or just talking to somebody. No, they, they, I didn't know that that was right. the, you no, know what I'm saying? You, you, you right. rap. Right. Same, same thing with like, me. Let me rap a taste. Let me holler at you. It, goes back, no, no, you it, it comes out of black American DJ culture. If you go back to the 1930s in Kansas City, Missouri, when big band jazz was getting cracking, Billy Holiday, uh, Count Basie, when they would introduce Count Basie in this band, they would say a little four-ball rap, and they would lead it. That's where the MC came from. It came right. out of Kansas then in the 50s in Philadelphia mm -hmm. then in the 60s in Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. so rap has always been a part of what we so do going back to jazz so Picnic Markham heard Tupac he would say that that was rap yeah they said that rap came from disco no, no, rap, huh? no, no, disco came out in 1974. No, you didn't hear about that shit? Hell no. No, rap, that's disco. what I'm saying. Hip hop. Disco is late. You got to go I back to the 20s. I understand what he's saying, but I don't think he's attaching the cultural aspect of hip hop. No, no what rap I'm is, is an element of hip hop. So when you say that rap is nothing new, I think you're forgetting the cultural attachment. No, you got nothing. But look what I'm saying. All these things influence rap now that didn't influence rap back then. Graffiti, break yes, dancing. It yes, it huh? did. Yes, it did. That's my whole point. Look, that's my whole point. And that's why I got that. that's why I got No, let me let, listen to me. Listen to me. Hey, niggas, listen to me. I'm a, I'm a music historian, motherfucker. Listen to me. Look, every element in hip hop already existed in fucking in jazz before rap. The battle that comes from jazz. When it comes graffiti, go look at a funkadelic album cover. You're going to see someone named Pedro. What's Pedro's last name? Pedro died a couple years ago. But Pedro was what he was doing. All the block, all that graffiti art. They were putting that stuff on Funkadelic albums. That's what influenced hip hop to do graffiti. That, that's in the 60s. Yeah, but. What I'm saying is when it comes to dance, every form of black American music has always had a dance. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is, is yodeling singing? It's, it's yodeling is 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 is, is it's using is, your vocals to produce yodeling, right? yodeling is actually a, a form of communication for people who live in the Appalachia to communicate from one, right, from one but, side of the mountain to the other. But could you consider that singing? Um, it, it can if, if it's over if it's over if it's over a beat it can be. You can win a Grammy for it. You can win a Grammy for it. Yes, right. You right. Know, it's, it's, it's more singing than auto tune is. So what, that much. So what makes okay? So you put it on wax, you can win a Grammy for. You can win a Grammy for other forms of music. Does that mean that those forms of music are all the same forms? <laughs> no. Of what music? I'm saying is this: Well, we gotta as we as Black Americans got to connect. We gotta understand that hip hop ain't nothing different. Hip hop is a hip hop is a child of everything that came before it. Hip hop has no unique elements only to itself, other than it does. Well, it has scratching. a lot of unique elements. Mm -hmm. Scratching. I'll give you scratching. I'll give you scratching. I'll give you scratching. No, it's more. What else? It's a lot more. Name it. I'll tell you where it comes uh, from. Yeah, the, hold on. I mean, it's a culture, and it's and it and, it, and it's Right, yeah. right, and it's bred out. Man, let's let's pull a bow rock and see. Hip hop is hip hop is black American culture. Who by the time it got codified, now niggas is rapping over. But it's nothing that wasn't going on in funk. It wasn't that was already going on in jazz. Everything other than scratching, all of this stuff was going on in jazz. The battle no, element, there was the, the no toasting break, element. There was no break dancing in jazs. Shit, pull. Breakdancing, break, break original breakdance. They were breakdancing before rap was even a, a sound of music. They were breakdancing to funk. When people were breakdancing, they were breakdancing to James Brown. That's funk. They were breakdancing to rap. We got a legend in here, man. We got a legend in here. We got a legend here, man. I want to take some time to introduce somebody that I grew up on, that we all grew up on, and pay homage and love and respect. Y'all give it up for the. Well, man, you know I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a big homie introduce him, man. That's yeah. him up here, man. Go ahead and introduce oh, man. him, man. This is my man from Amsterdam, <laughs> from everywhere else, man. The, the legendary man, Long Beach, 
Captain, man, Bo Rockers. Man, what's up? Yeah, Bo Rockers. Yeah, welcome, brother. Welcome. What's up, man? How y'all brothers doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. Blessed indeed. So we get people from all over the world watching this podcast. For people, you know, in New York or overseas who may not know who you are, man, please explain to them who you are and, uh, you know. I am Bo Rock from the Dove Shack, a.k.a. Mr. Summertime in the LBC. Up, introduced man. by Warren G and Snoop Dogg back in the 90s. Motherfucker! Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, also to my credit, that you know, I did uh, Things That Never Changed with E-40, Life mm -hmm. of an Outlaw with Tupac. Uh -huh. um, you know, featured on the Dog Pound album, Be Real album, you know. I've been around for a while. Been around for a while. I had the fortunate pleasure of... Uh, Working with a bunch of artists from the West Coast and the East Coast, so definitely. The voice yes. of G Funk, man. We started singing your song last week, man. We was up here singing <laughs> yeah, as a whole motherfucking unit, man. That's what's up. Man. That's what's up. And man. I never thought when I wrote it, it'd be like that, man. Man, man. So tell me, how, how did you get into a space where you you was even fucking with Warren G and all them cats? How did that come about? Uh, actually through my crew, the Dove Shack, you know, uh, C-Night and Two Scoop, you know, they were, they were homies from school and they stayed around the corner from me. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really tight with Warren or Snoop. You know what I'm saying? I knew Warren from Pop Warner football, you know what I'm saying? When I uh, played with the Eagles and whatnot. Right. You know what I'm saying? I knew of him. I didn't really know. I knew Half Dead and all the homies, everybody that was around. I knew they're from different segments. Like, I knew the twins from church. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, I knew right. Cassidy from church. Right. And yes, these are real people because a lot of yeah. people, they just think, you know what I mean? These are these are yeah. real East Side Long yeah. Beach yeah. aficionados, man. Free justification Long Beach. We all knew each other in different aspects like Domino and everybody we all knew each other in different aspects it wasn't on music they was in the music I really wasn't into the music I was on the, the gang banging tip right right you right know? and I got incarcerated and when I got out in uh, 93 when I got out of Pelican Bay you know what I'm saying I was down in Dago I was actually uh, dating uh, Tony Gwynn's little sister Okay. Rest in peace, Tony yeah, Gwynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwyn. Right, Tony Gwynn, you know what I'm saying? So I'm down there in Dago, and Two School give me a call, tell me, you know, Warren G was working on his album. Now, Warren G had used to come by the shack all the time. Right. And he used to come pick up trees and whatnot, and he used to just always tell us, man, y'all tight. I want to fuck with y'all, man. I want to fuck with y'all. I'm getting my thing together. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I guess at that time, he was trying to work out the kinks right. to have his own company. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because he was signed through Paul Stewart. Right. So he was trying to work out the them kinks and uh he ended up finishing up the album he wanted to put one more song on there and he wanted us to get on that song at the time we were the dove shack right the dove shack is a big crew it's not just us three okay it's a bunch of us so can everybody because look can, can everybody is everybody in the dove shack sings like you do or is it some I'm rapper? Some I'm, I'm the only one singing okay i'm the only one singing it's about five of us that rap the other two that rap <laughs> got incarcerated right before we got our deal and right before everything cracked off. Wow. That was the homie P-Loke and Rick Rock. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Ryan Brown. They, we was doing our own individual thing. Warren wanted us all on one song together, though. Right. He was like, y'all go do the Dove Shack thing, but it's got to be one song. So it narrowed down to us three. The first song we did was a song called Roll With A Gang, which was on that beat. That was original Dove Shack beat. Yeah, so many ways. That was original Dove Shack beat. Yeah, yeah. Def Jam 
felt that that was the song was too hardcore for Warren G because they wanted to promote Warren G as Warren G. The G is not for gangster. They wanted to promote for him. Real? Yeah, they wanted to promote him totally opposite of Death Row. Yeah, because of all the stigmas that was coming along right. with Death Row at the time. Right. So they didn't want Warren G to go that route. They wanted to separate him totally from that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then too, that's not Warren G character. Warren G is a cool, laid back type of dude. He Man. not rah 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 no, rah, rah rah rah. <laughs> so they wanted to push that image off. So they was like, no, nah, that song is too hardcore for his album. Yeah. So he ended up giving us the This Is The Shack beat, yeah. which we didn't like when we first heard it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We like, man, what this, this is the what, Shack. What is the yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not shit right there. But look, everybody said that, like, man, that's the hardest hip-hop beat ever been created. Like, no, hip-hop had never heard that. Yeah. So we did it. The day we recorded that song, Chris Lighty happened to be at the studio. I remember he picked up the phone and called Leo, and he said, I think I found the West Coast Fugees. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to be Lauryn Hill? One of the homies is going to put a wig on? Because I rap in the city. You know what I'm saying? I was going to have to be Lauryn Hill. You That's funny to the yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, they called man, and they, they, they heard us. We didn't have to do no demo. We didn't have to do nothing. They immediately offered us a record deal. They was like, no, nah, we don't even want y'all waiting on the Warren G situation to be right. done. We want y'all signed now. Do you regret not being a solo artist? Because I feel like you're one of those people, in my opinion, on the outside looking in, who... I felt like the game needed much more of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Because um, your talents, I mean, I ain't seen. Now, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing. Get a little closer the, to that. Um, the only thing I regret is not pursuing my solo career more vigorously. You know what I'm saying? The way I came in and and whatnot, I wouldn't change that for nothing in the world. Right. I wrote Summertime in LBC. I wrote the whole song. Right, right. The girl right. part, everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I I wrote that by accident, and it was a, turned out to be a blessing for me and my homies. These are my childhood homies. That saved our life. That got us about the hood. We was, like I said, I had just got out of Pelican Bay. Right. I was on the block slanging. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was in San Diego with Tony Grissom, but I was out there trapping. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So that saved our life. You know, so I never regret that. And the girl who sung on there because she was a secretary at Paul Stewart's office. She right. just happened to be at my house the day I wrote Summertime in LBC getting her hair braided by my girl at the time. Right, right, and right. And said she can sing, so I wrote her a part to the song. Wow. Right. You know See, that's how you know you're a real musician. You got Talk about it. You got people out there talking about trapping and doing this. You was actually doing it what people talk about doing yeah. while singing the most smoothest harmonic yeah. shit we don't ever heard in our goddamn life. That was the thing about it too. When we came in the game, we didn't want to be associated with yeah. the whole way Death Row was because we was really in it, you know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, we was kind of lightweight nervous that somebody going to recognize us, mother right, right. Because <laughs> right. we was actually active. Right. You know what I'm saying? So our thing was, let's get furthest away from that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Smart. Because we, we know where we are. Right. The homies know what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the, the system, since I've been going through it they all know what it is. It's nothing to prove. Now, don't take it wrong. There was a resistance at first for that being our first single. Right. Because we didn't want the bubba gum image all the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? We still want to be G Funk. So we had a couple of other songs in the cut that one that Daz had did, you know what I'm saying? But because of the whole friction between, you know, Andre Harrell and Suge and what had happened with that with the Mary J. Blige and Jodeci, 
You know what I'm saying? They wasn't giving no green light for Daz to be on our album, so he had to produce under an alias name. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And this is also why I didn't get no credit for the life of an outlaw on the Tupac or the So Many Styles on the Dog Pound album. You know what I'm saying? Or the stuff on Snoop's album. I didn't get no credit for none of that because Def Jam told Suge no. Oh, wow. Suge did the shit anyway. He was like, I just ain't gonna put these niggas' names on it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna put the shit out there. Wait, so they just didn't want to fuck with y'all? No, 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 no. They should. I was fucking with Death Row. But I mean, Def, Def Jam didn't want. Def Jam didn't want us fucking with Death Row because uh. they didn't want to fuck up y'all image. Yeah, and they just they just want to separate from that. You know, Russell and Andre Harrell was like this, right? And Suge had just Suge had just slapped him up and tied him up on the toilet and made him sign over Mary J. Blige and Joe he released it from their contracts. Oh damn. wow! Damn, slapped him up on the toilet. You heard this first on Craig Facts, y'all. Yeah, right. Damn, right. they tied him up on YouTube while they he was on the toilet. No, they tied him up in the bathroom and put him on the toilet. Oh, you know what I'm damn! Saying? And had him had him release. Tyler, Jodeci I gotta go now. <laughs> That's how the whole Jodeci and Mary J. Blige connection with Death Row came about. With Jodeci singing on all the Tupac records and oh. all that right. stuff. That came because Suge went and got them out their contract with Andre Herrera. That Mary didn't go with Suge though. She got her contract. She went smart route. I'm going MCA. Right. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm going over this way. Go do this. You know right. what I'm saying? But she was the whole way. She come from up under Uptown, and Jodeci was through Suge going up there, putting pressure on Andre Herrera, slapping him up, and all that. So that caused a rift even before the East Coast West Coast beef started. Right. Right. Mm. To where Russell and them wasn't really feeling Suge. You know what I'm saying? So they wasn't trying to give no green light for me to be on none of them songs. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't trying to give permission for me to be on none of them songs, but these is my homies. I'm at Can-Am Studio every day. We recording just for the fuck of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? At this time, still, the only real superstar is Snoop. Right. You Pac wasn't around at that point? Huh? Pac wasn't around was at that point? He underground at that point. Nah, at that point, you know what I'm saying? Pac was, uh, no, no, no. Pac was, Pac was around. Pac was running with Digital Underground. No, he was running with actual Thug Life. Because actually, this time, you so know. We're talking 92, 93. Yeah, this is time, this is time when Pac was being a crip. This is okay. when Pac was a crip. Okay, see, man. But <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. It's a lot of insider stuff. That people who ain't from L.A. or didn't grow up in L.A. County and understand the gang culture, they don't understand why people who have been in the trenches, why they view Pac a certain way. He's a great artist, but he was definitely ignorant to our culture and how we get yeah, down. Yeah, because when he first came out here, he had the thug life, which consisted of, you know, sighting him and a couple of homies from IVC and all them. He was surrounded by some crip dudes, 40s and all that. Right. So he was representing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then when he got surrounded by... Death Row and the Bloods, he started to represent that. He was Yeah, he was ignorant to the actual, the culture itself that, you, you know, you can't, you know what I'm saying? It's one thing to jump from hood to hood, but it's a whole other thing to go all the way opposite yeah. from Crip to Blood. That's back when that shit mattered in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, get, that, get, that gets you killed here. You know yeah, you that know, gets you killed and, here. And also, you know, Pac is the one that introduced the uh, red L.A. Dodger hat. They did that for Tupac. So I had no idea. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. Yeah, it's for, for live and die in L.A. That's what. Wow. Yeah, they they created the red L.A. Dodgers. Hat <laughs> He's doing that game. Tupac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Into the fight that the sixties had with uh, Tupac and Tretch and uh, at the comedy store. Yeah, at the comedy store. What I was, I mean, I know we know all comics know that story. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, that was that was a, that's a savage story. I don't want to tell it, but I know somebody who was in the building. I'm gonna get them to come and tell it. I don't want to speak on it unless some unless you know something about it. No, I actually wasn't there. I actually yeah. wasn't there for that incident, you know. Um, so yeah. do Snoop really be freestyling all his joints? Because, I mean... 
This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. It's freestyle. That's straight off the top of the dome. Um, um, bump, bump. That's freestyle. One take? Yeah. 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 I love Snoop, man. You got to understand, that's the Long Beach culture right there. People just don't know what Snoop can do, Domino can do, the Twins can do, the Dub Shack do. That's that's our thing right there. You would get clowned if you come to a battle rap and you saying some rap that you wrote. Wow. Cause a motherfucker gonna sit there and I'm talking about the shirts you got on. I'm talking about the shoes you got on. I'm bag. Our battle rap started off as bagging battle rap. So right. you had to bag on what a nigga had on. Right, 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 right. You right. feel what I'm saying? With them raggedy <laughs> ass shoes looking like <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Damn. You be doing Kill the show right now. Kill the show. 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 Struggle gums. got on camouflage gums in this motherfucker. Bro, that's your mama prom picture on your shirt. Oh <laughs> uh, man, let's change the subject. Dewan, tell us about the sweet potato pie tournament that's coming up. Uh, Turn Turn let's change the subject. Go for the easy joke I can find. Get him back. Is there? A, does a song exist with you, Nate Dog, and Domino? No, I feel like that was y'all would have no. been a fire. Man, that been. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Some, let me tell you some cold shit though. I am the biggest Nate Dog fan. Nate Dog hated Bo Rock. Is that right? Wow. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You know, he felt we, like you was coming we, for that position? We, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. What? You know what, what I'm saying? And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't find this out till later on in the game. You know what I'm saying? When I'm finding out things like Warren telling me, you know what I'm saying? Like when Summertime came out, the nigga kicked over all the chairs in the studio. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was hot. taking my spot. He yeah. was hot. He was hot. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, them niggas kind of made a vow to Nate to not fuck with me. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm that saying. makes yeah, sense because I shit get deep. Huh? I always, like when I was when summertime when the LBC came out, that was just a shit here in LA. We was looking for more of you. Like I remember, I remember being in the, being in middle school, high school, just like okay, when is this motherfucker gonna come out with some like some big? We were just waiting on you to. That makes sense. We we was like, why did this nigga own no Dr. Dre songs? This is One questions second, that you would ask. We're gonna do this ad. Ready, D? Yeah, we're gonna do it the same way we did uh, the other day. Um. How many of you wish that there was a better solution to paying off your debt? Our sponsor, PDS Debt, has customized <laughs> programs for those of you struggling with credit cards, personal or student loans, medical bills, collections, or any other type of debt. PDS Debt is giving any of our listeners with eligible accounts $25 Visa cards, $25 uh, gift cards from Visa. All you need to do is complete their quick online debt assessment and find out how much you can save. Don't worry if you've had bad credit. There's no credit score we can't repair. Go to pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. Again, pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig and find out how you can resolve your debt now. I'll read two right there. Yep. Clear up bad marks on your credit while paying off your debt. If you're making payments every month on your debt and your balances aren't going down, this program is for you. 
The average American with credit card or personal loan debt over $10,000 ends up paying back two and a half times what they originally spent. PDF's debt rolls all your payments into one low zero interest monthly payment. Bad and fair credit accepted. Save thousands in interest and fees. Pay off your debt in a fraction of time. Okay. Um. Okay, the second one. All right. Purity. Debt Solutions is offering 25 Visa gift cards to listeners with eligible accounts just for completing a quick, easy debt assessment at www.pdsd. I mean, debt.com slash credit. That's P T P D S D E B T S D E B T dot com four slash four slash Craig Craig yeah there you go take back your financial freedom today by visiting the website it ain't that easy you like laughing at niggas show hey yeah, no, they broke it down they broke it yeah, down yeah 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 you were talking about us stuttering and shit last week nah, but you read that. show good job show, show. Good job, show. again one more time man y'all go to pdsdebt.com forward slash craig pdsdebt.com forward slash craig you want to clear up all the marks on your credit you know what i'm saying um Go to them. They'll help you out. The average American with a credit card of personal debt over $10,000 ends up paying back two and a half times what they originally spent. So make sure you go to pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. And, man, just, you know, get get your credit cleared up. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so back on back on subject. Yeah, who, yeah. who is, who is the one? Right here. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody put up there that you was in fifty, sixty thousand dollar debt to Dirk Burger King. That's somebody who mama happened got bad credit when they was two, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cable bills and shit. But the biggest Burgers thing, man, is on. interest, man. Yeah. PDS debt will help you clear up debt, so you don't have to pay all this money in interest and fees. Um, and you can pay the debt off in a fraction of, of the time. If you have a high interest rate and you're paying, you know, on a credit card for four or five years, you're giving these people ten times more than what you borrowed, man. So get with PDF, you know, debt.com forward slash Craig and uh, and clear that shit up, man. It ain't no it ain't no it ain't no sense in paying eighty thousand dollars for ten thousand in debt. You know what I'm saying? Because they will get you for all you got, man. All I promise you, got. you that. Yeah. So all right. I, I just took a meeting with Todd's uh, bandana's manager. <laughs> we're gonna negotiate his contract. When I walked in, y'all were talking about hip hop and history. Right, right. Can I ask y'all a question? Where, yeah. Who do y'all feel dropped the first rap album or hip rap album? You know what? So I, I I don't know who dropped the first rap album, right? But I feel like what I feel like what Dewan was saying is correct that it comes from those elements but i think what makes hip-hop different than any other element of music is that it was more heavily influenced by the street you know what i'm saying and then it came out of um it came out of our battle our direct battle against the government that was implementing crack cocaine and drugs into the system as well as as well as um the oppression from the industrial prison complex so i felt felt like the space the place we came from in hip-hop is a little bit different i felt like early 
uh, some of the music you were referring to was, you know, saloon, party uh, type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I that feel like... That come from the streets, he, too. He, he, he right, though. It was called rapping, because James Brown even, you know, sings right. his rapping. song. But I, I look at hip-hop and rap as really two different things. Hip-hop is a culture. That's how I look rap at it. Rap is something that you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's an element yeah, of hip-hop. It's an element of hip-hop. Right. You know? Me, myself, I also agree with you, too, because it was born out of the struggle. A lot of people say, oh, it was came out of the East Coast. I always battle with people about that. No, it didn't. It came out the West Coast first. Right. It didn't start in 1972. It started out here in 1968 with the Watch Prophets. Right. The Watch boxer, Prophets. My homeboy boxer from A-Trey, his daddy was one of the Watch Prophets. They first album on tape where they was rapping to a beat right. was 1968. See, I didn't know that history. That was right after the Watch Riots. Right. But because it was about the struggle and about that aspect of it, they shunned that on and they promoted them out there on the East Coast with the whole white lines and right, all that. Right. And they tried to make it seem like that song was about, you know, positivity when that song wasn't doing nothing but glorifying the disco life. Right, and they right. was trying to bounce off the disco crowd with the whole cocaine, right. you know what I'm saying, shout out and whatnot. But I always argue with people like, no, it didn't start out there. Actually, the first album that was recorded on Wax in history that you go look up and you really look up was to watch Prophets in 1968. And, 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 and I'm going to go back on what you said. One more point. And then <coughs> also, too, um, all the drugs and the industrial prison complex and all that shit that came around in the 60s was meant to, to, to stop the revolution. You feel what I'm saying? Where I feel like the other, the other music was more rooted in trying to be free. Mm -hmm. As opposed to fighting for your freedom, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. The earlier music was, I'm just, I'm, nigga, we's free. It was like that more, like more that mentality. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Where the, you know, the people who started hip hop, you know, they come, you know, from up under that Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? That whole revolutionary mind state. And I feel like a lot of the elements that were used to destroy the revolution were turned into the coals. And put into the fire that sparked hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the that's the in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right, but I just feel like that's what makes it different than you know ragtime music or or chitlin circuit type music. It's all dope to me, but I just don't well, feel like. But that, that's that's all. That's that's what I want to clear right. up right there because. There's a generational divide. Got to realize all black music comes from poverty and struggle, yeah. especially jazz. But revolution. Because, no, no, no. I'm saying if you go back and look at jazz. Louis Armstrong was kicked out of his home city in New Orleans, Louisiana, right. for speaking up for black people. Right. So what I'm saying is Billie Holiday, we got to realize, Billie Holiday in 1937 sang a song called Strange Fruit, talking about the lynchings yeah. in black Ooh. America. Right. And she was banned from performing for four years under her own name. Oh. Jazz has always had a very militant, jazz was a very militant form of music. Jazz was born out of people who were poor. They didn't have welfare back then. These are people like Louis Armstrong's. Louis Armstrong had to pick his horn up and go and play in Louisiana because his mom was in a whore, worked a whorehouse. Right. And he had to raise himself. But there was no there was no welfare system. There was no social security. So he had to pull that trumpet out, you pull a case out, and that's how he... he that, so he comes from the same shit. You know what I look at it as? I look at it as sort of like the Martin Luther King and Malcolm X of the struggle. The era you're talking about, you know, Billie Holiday and whatnot... Those were the voices, like the civil rights movement. Hip-hop was born out of the rebellious ones, the don't give a fuck. 
I'll blast up some shit. I'm not just accepting getting my ass whooped. Or oh, yeah. Same with, by, same with Jazz. Holy, and, you know, it's always been that disconnect in our community between right. that generation that thinks that way and this generation that thinks another way. So at that time, the riders had no voice. The only people that had the voice was the Cab Calloways and the people who sung about the struggle. Right. The, the, uh, 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 what was his name? Um that did Oh, here goes Fonte. Yeah, you know I'm saying these are the these are the people that we had speaking on the struggle. We had outside of music, we had the Jim Browns, we had the other people like that. But at the same time, you had people that was on the side that's really, really, really with the shit that right. was looking at like, yeah, you with the struggle, but you also with that white woman. Right. You had a whole different mind state of the ones who was actually getting jacked up by the police. The ones who was actually but getting that, that's harassed. What, but that's by what I want to say about that. Everyday basis. Do, do you on know? The in the corners. Do you know that Miles Davis one time um, was sitting outside of it uh, in 1954? He was sitting outside of Savoy nightclub in New York City. And he got his ass beat by the police in between sets because they told him to go outside. And he said, no, I'm here. And so I'm saying is this. The, well, the disconnect is once people get old, they forget where they come from. That's the problem. Because when, 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 when swing and big band was a thing, swing and big band, that's that struggle music, rent parties. Black, before, before welfare, black people wanted to pay rent, you had to throw a rent party. That's where you hired Cap. That's where you hired uh, Count Basie. Duke Ellington to come and play your party and then to get to, to get the rent up. I mean, what I'm saying is black folks, what's going on in hip hop is exactly what was going on then. And then with the new forms, when bebop came to replace big band, the people that was in the be that was in the big band was like, what's this new bebop, bebop, bebop. Okay, that's true, it, the, the but, battle culture. But you don't see any of that being promoted during the Black Panther era or any of those, those revolutionary groups you never seen anything of them sitting around listening to Count Basie that or because any of that it, type it, of struggle music. They was listening to the rebellious, let's get it on, James Brown. Right. I'm fighting back. I'll whoop your ass. I, I'm a right. man. You're going to respect mm -hmm. me as a man. You run up on me, there's going to be another thing coming. Mm -hmm. so, this right. is where we got that era of where you see that popular footage that they always show of the police trying to grab that black man and that black man get the swinging on him like right, this. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? That, uh, it's a black and white old yeah. video. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That was the, I think from that mind state was the birth of hip hop and rap. I, and I, I agree with what you're saying about the struggle. I just think the, the collective consciousness was different. The collective consciousness in 1920 is definitely not in the same pocket as 19. We gotta remember in the 20s and 30s, what they were going through is far more extreme than what we're going through right now. Right. And, but, what, and what led, what led, see, what happened in the 1960s was the end of a 30 year struggle. The, the modern civil rights movement really started in the 1920s and it was right. undergirded by jazz music. But uh, when it was, under, that, that was the soundtrack of the youth. Every 10 years, there's a new soundtrack of the youth. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to the 60s, jazz is no longer the soundtrack of the youth. Mm -hmm. Now it's more R&B going into funk. Sly and Family Stone, James Brown. Mm -hmm. That's now the new sound right. of the youth. But what's going on, with, what, what, but what happened was uh, that the, uh, those elements all come, but it, I'm saying the same elements in black music 
at their roots, they always start the same. Yeah, then at some the, point they evolve, yeah. and then the white boys get involved and bring in the money. Then it gets bastardized and bullshit. Then we create something new. Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun, bro. But I think right. that saying hip hop and that other music is the same is like saying country and R and B is the same. Right. I mean, it's both good music, and they both sing about heartbreak right, and right. fucked up shit that happens in life. But it's not coming from the same place. It may be the same struggle, but it's a difference. It's when coming I, from the same place, bro. I don't bro. know, bro, because... Because you know why? It's black people, we haven't solved our problems yet. I can't think of a group like NWA in the 1920s no, that yeah, was saying, fuck yeah, the system. Yeah, I can't think of a group... I can't think of a... I mean, I just can't. Name me some revolutionary musical groups, because I felt like music wasn't used for revolution in the 20s like it was in the 60s and 70s. I felt like artists were writing music to incite revolution in 1968, 1969, 19... 80. Up until NWA, nobody had ever uttered out on a record, fuck the police. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why they went down in history. They used the actual terminology, not, oh, we standing up to the man. Fight against oppression. No, let's straight up fuck just say, police. fuck the police. That was new. Yeah. Police. But what I think what DeWan's trying to say is that it's always the, the music of the, ch of the black children. And yeah. Always gonna be, the music of the black children, they created a genre of music, and then it gets taken away, and then... We create something new. We create something new. Out of the same struggle. Children, black children, create something that's different from what was already previous, but it's from their struggle. And here's the main reason why I can't separate. Here's the main reason why I don't separate hip hop, and I can't. You cannot. It's because they stopped teaching music. So when and when when in the '80s came in the '70s, hip hop doesn't have an original soundtrack. The soundtrack that people rap over is what niggas was playing jazz to. It was they rapping over fun. Because, because music was taken out of the school. That's the the reason with that. I mean, we, hip hop didn't have not. You can't name the original hip hop band that had its own unique sound separate from everywhere else. They're using previous genres of music in order to rap over until you get into the into the eight, later eighties into the nineties, right. and you started getting producers that had more of an original sound. But, but hip hop is literally built. On that, you're, you cannot have early hip hop without but, that. You're right, but I feel like you're discrediting hip hop as a culture. I'm not. I'm, There's no. five elements of hip hop, bro. It's graffiti art, break dancing, rhyming. Some people say b boying. Okay, b boying is break dancing. It, it, it depends. That, that was the dance of the time, but they were dancing to funk. Rhyming, DJing, <laughs> and what, what, what other one am I forgetting? Bo Rock or is there only four? DJing, graffiti, DJing rhyming. B-boy and breakdancing. But yeah, I, I just... And what's the other I one? I literally... Um, well, DJ. No, that's it. Uh, but I'm, but I'm saying, but lit literally all of that was already in existence. The, D the rapping over a DJ... Uh, you can listen to scratching. Yeah. When you, when you, scratch is new, but when you listen to um, like when you listen to uh, Parliament Funkadelic, make my funk the P funk. Oh, station W E F U N K, we yeah. funk the, the mothership connection oh, deeper yeah. still. Yeah. That George guy. Clinton himself said he got that from the disc jockeys of the 1950s. What's the fifth one? The fifth one is a uh, beatboxing. Beatboxing. Yeah, beatboxing. Beatboxing. But what I'm saying is all of that was all, all of those it. things were already happening in every form of music. Hip hop codified it for our generation. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm just gonna come out and say it, man. Fuck Todd's headband. I like a blaze. And the difference is Ain't you late for uh summertime volleyball practice? <laughs> <laughs> Summertime volleyball practice. I mean I, I mean I, <laughs> team. Let, let, let's get let's get back to the important stuff Bull Rock was talking about, man. <laughs> so, you felt like everybody in the dog pound vowed not to fuck with you because of Nate Dog. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah. So when did you become? Well, I, I, they don't. They don't. They they don't really fuck with me like they would. 
like I feel they would really want to. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 me and Corrupt rapport always straight. Me and Dad's rapport always straight. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, when I look at things, when I look at things like how me and Dog and Warren, you know, they called me for a song and different things like that while Nate was alive. I got more calls and more interaction with them when Nate was alive. Soon as Nate died, all of it stopped. Mm. All of it stopped. I'm like, that's kind of strange. You can do so much for their music. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. No, you know, but they would, they but would rather, but they, like they, that they would rather go get all these other people. Yeah, they would rather go get all these other people to do it. And I don't mind. I, I let them do them. You know why? Because the numbers show. The, the numbers show, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't, you ain't putting it together no more. The formula is not there no more. Why? Because motherfuckers is not selling four, five million copies, three million copies. You weren't even selling that when they were still moving like that. You know what I'm saying? You dropped mm. down to just going platinum. Right. You know what I'm saying? You dropped down to just going platinum, one platinum, two platinum. You can never reach that plateau again because that formula... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Them ingredients right. that made up the gumbo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Motherfuckers yeah. want to go make new recipes. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Instead of sticking to the actual recipe that worked. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man. Like when- me, myself, I have never been in a type situation to where anybody would have a reason to have a personal beef with me. Ain't right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all no, political. You know what I'm you know saying? What it's it's, it's got to be all it gotta politics. It got to be political, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be all politics. And then the fact, too, in a lot of instances, I don't feel that motherfuckers want to expose me to who they have become because I know them from... Who they were. Yeah. Who you are now and the lifestyle that you live now is, is, is probably totally opposite than from when, you know what I'm saying, I was around you on a regular basis, you know what I'm saying, and we was just blowing trees and going to yeah. hump bras over here and it's do all, all that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's different you know elements to the game now. It's different elements mm-hmm. to being in the in crowd yeah. in Hollywood now. You know what I'm saying? So It got to be politics. I remember when, uh, you know, I'm not disrespecting anybody, but I remember like when Akon and that whole song came out, I was wondering what happened to you. People because they, 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 they have, people they, thought I was Jaheen. They thought Jaheen was me. When Jaheen first came wow. out, everybody and their mama swore that I was Bo Rock. Man. Everybody and their mama swore that I was Bo Rock. And I'm sitting there thinking like, them niggas would not put me on like that. That's what yeah. they not going to do. <laughs> Jaheen That's, fuck niggas. So that, 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 the dog pound and all them, they didn't fuck with you. So that's just a, a, a part of a bigger question. No, they question. still don't. Okay. They, they still don't. I mean, when they see me, it's all love. There's right. nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, when it comes to, if you Google right now, if you go on Google or iTunes, Bo Rock got 89 motherfucking songs. I got 89 songs out there in the public right now that I done did with a bunch of other artists from MC8 to everybody in the world. That's what count, count, count how many of them motherfuckers is actually with the fan band. No, but that's Roscoe, what I was going to say. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to say. Cause, cause, you, you ain't got that with Roscoe? Uh, I think me and Roscoe did. Yeah, me and Roscoe. We did one. Me, Roscoe, and Warren G had one. Right after Nate Dog, that, that just got tucked away. So, like, what I, what I was saying is, like, you guys had, like, your own style. Like, in 96, there wasn't bigger uh, Dove Shack fans than me and my boy Black West. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys could have survived off of that, like, Warren G side. It was like a Warren G side of Long Beach, and then mm-hmm. there was, like, the Snoop side of Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
how come it didn't blow up the way that it should have? Because y'all should have been way bigger. Because y'all had a whole unique hate. The hate help. Hate, hate, yeah. hate. All right, let me tell you what it, what happened, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and a lot of people don't know this story. You know what I'm saying? The Dev Shack was never signed to Warren G, paperwork-wise. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Warren G fucked with us, but he didn't fuck with us. Snoop and them fucked with us, but they didn't fuck with us. Why? The only person out of that whole thing that was actually a real block boy was Big C Style, mm. my big homie. That's the only one that was a real block boy. Out there, you feel what I'm the saying? Churches, that right. was, nobody else out of the whole thing was a block boy coming from that side. You right. feel what I'm saying? On the 19th Street side. No, on on, on the, the dog pound. Oh, the dog pounds. Okay, right, right. I'm talking about active block boy, not, oh, I got went to juvenile hall. No, I'm talking about putting in work. We full on gang banging. I don't give a damn about nothing else but this banging shit. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? That was Big C style before Trady came along. Right, Trady right. was still in jail at this time. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Mm, C style, damn, C -style, C -style brought Trady around, which is how Snoop Nim got connected to another real. Street dude. Shout out to Trey D. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. rappers. We want you to come down here, Trey D. Come oh, on, man. Such big fan. Man, one of the best to ever do ever it. Ever do it. And one what I love best. about him is what you talk about, that element, you know, being in my dad's age category, but in that element, but still being an MC though. Right. Like yeah. when I hear Trey D yeah. rap, I can yeah. I can tell he care about the art of MC. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not out there he saying gangster shit. He's he he like, let me put this shit together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The way, you know, shout out to yeah. Trady, man. We love yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah. but nobody was really on that that aspect. Like, like the Dove Shack, we was actually active. Like, motherfuckers, on, the Dove Shack been shot up. You know what I'm saying? C Night been hit. I been hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Grandmama car been shot up. Like, we was fully out Dang, there. Man, right. So, when the music thing started happening and whatnot, you know, Warren had the five footers and the twins with him the majority of the time because that was their poly crew. Right. You feel uh, what I'm saying? That was the little poly crew. It was all Jack So Rabbit's. when Warren started really start, yeah, when he started moving, he started taking the five footers and the twins with him to start moving around. Dove Shack was still on the block. We still selling dope. We still doing all this. But everybody is hearing our right. name is ringing all the way in Compton, whatever. So Warren, like, man, y'all calm down, nigga. Like, I want to fuck with y'all, nigga, but y'all niggas is. Gang bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all niggas out there, like, right. y'all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Fuck with y'all. All right, we gonna wait on you. We gonna wait on you, girl. We gonna wait. Yeah. <clears throat> where, where, where twins at? Oh, they went overseas. They gone with Warren. Damn, girl, didn't take us. Fuck all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. We Damn. doing our thing. At when the song, that's how I ended up out in, back in Dago pushing weight. Right, right, you know right. What I said out there when Two Scoop called and said, "Let's get on the Warren song." Right. You feel what I'm saying? Now. After this happened, like I told you, Chris Lighting them immediately got excited, and Paul Stewart them immediately got excited. Two days after we do the session, I get a phone call. You know what I'm saying? We all exchange numbers. I get a phone call. We want to sign you. Huh? Yeah, Def Jam wants to sign you guys. They want to offer you guys a record deal. Oh, shit. Oh, hold shit. on. Hold on. I'll hit y'all right back. Hey, Warren. Hey, cuz. Hey, they, hey, them people just call us talking about a record deal. Hey, cuz. Y'all better handle y'all bending here. I can't be y'all lawyer, cuz, too. Y'all better handle y'all shit. Get y'all a lawyer and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly Damn. what we were saw. That's how it sounded when Snoop <laughs> gave him that car. Y'all seen that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he told me. He was like, y'all like, better handle y'all business. Get y'all a lawyer and handle y'all business. Not one word about 
hey, don't be talking to them. Y'all going through me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not one word of, 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 of well, let me handle it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to call them. Y'all don't, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't speak, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all my artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? None of that. We was told to get our lawyer and handle our shit. Right. So we did. So we ended up in our own situation. Right. Which turned around and made him butt hurt. Right. So he, he you told you to go so, get a lawyer, then yeah, got mad so when you went and got a lawyer. Paul, him and Paul Stewart filed out behind this. Right. Because Paul Stewart is the one that took us to Def Jam. And at the time, Paul Stewart was managing Warren. Right. So, so him man. and Warren have a fallout behind it because Warren felt that Paul did him do low and took him over there. Right. Yeah, you know I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm we vouching for Paul like, nigga, we called you. Right. And you brushed us off, thinking we was finna hit you up for some money or something. Right. You told us to go handle our business, and so we handled our business. Then we was actually still selling dope. We leaving from your studio session. Right. Going back to the block, slaying. Right. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? We yeah. not we not we don't have the same privilege as the twins of the fight. We're not going on the road with you right. getting show money. Our only money is coming from us hustling. And you telling us not to hustle, but you're not providing any other means. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, complete homage to him for even taking a chance on us, for recognizing our talent, because he recognized our talent, you know what I'm saying, a long before that, because he was saying that he wanted to fuck with us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But again, when it came to the business, I think it's because he didn't know the business. None right. of us knew the business. Right. We had nobody taking us by the arm. Right. Dre was the only one that was closely associated to the whole Long Beach card through Warren G that could have some music experience. And that's where Dog him at. And he's not taking Dog up under the wing and lacing him up on the ins and outs, point percentages, and yeah. all the different things and the aspects of the business. So that's not trickling down from Dre to Dog to Warren to none don't of nobody us. know nothing. Right. Don't nobody know nothing. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? We all we all playing it by ear. You know, so we end up in bad situations. We end up with a fucking or where our fucking signed to a company where our fucking manager worked for the record label and it was just all type of shit conflicts of interest to where we end up having to break out our contract wow and end up doing a whole nother deal with Def Jam right right you know what I'm saying again when the second deal happened when Lior flew out here to do our second deal with Island Def Jam you had the opportunity then to express that you wanted us up under you up under your G-Funk imprint, you know? You don't communicate with us. You turn around and complain to them. Mm. Man, y'all keep trying to steal my artist. You stealing my artist. He calls in Riff over there. So to, you know, to make it right, Def Jam was like, okay, well, we're going to put the G-Funk stamp on their project. You know what I'm saying? But this is why Warren G is not on one song on Def Shack album. This is the Shack is this is the shack is a song that was taken from his album that we put on our album you feel what i'm saying but warren g produced nothing on the Death shack album whatsoever wow you feel what i'm saying <laughs> okay you yeah, know uh, most of the producing on that uh my boy hank and lamont two dudes that i knew from selling dope they i had a trap spot on 49th street and they stayed in the same building that i stayed the same Man. complex the best and, customers you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i got to pay these yeah. niggas shit yeah. but yeah. rocks yeah. 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 i used to not pay them no, pay them no mind and the homie p-log was like you, you should tell me when you come over to the house like oh, them niggas over there tight you need to start listening to some of their beats yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I they were real instrument players, though. They they sat out there with the guitars and playing. Yeah, yeah. And us family. coming into hip-hop as babies, 
We rapping over Red Man Beats. We rapping over The Boss. Mm -hmm. We rapping over the Menace to Society soundtrack. Right. No, right. none of this shit got live music <laughs> in it. Boss is one of the coldest yeah. studs yeah. of all time, man. Yeah. She was pregnant, doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this she was pregnant up under them khakis and all that, man. In my, yeah, in my life? Yeah, that's wow. why she wasn't big ass pillows. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got a question for you. It's, I've been wanting to know this shit for a long time. How high was you when you wrote Summertime in the LBC? Because every time I hear that, ooh, a nigga just feel like smoking 16 blunts in a row. Man, How the fuck high was you when that I, came out? I was out? high. I was staying off of uh, 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 DeFrenzna, right off Sepulveda and Venice, right by that 7-Eleven off Sepulveda and yeah, Venice, yeah, yeah, yeah. them apartments right across the street. That's where I rode summertime at. The, the AC wasn't really working in the fucking building, and we was waiting <laughs> on them motherfuckers to come fix our AC, and my girl had it hot in the bitch up in the motherfucker. She was doing need to pee hair, yeah. so it was hot. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm laying on the living room floor, because, you know, coolness stay towards the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to stay on the floor in the stereo right there, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to go through some beats. I'm going to go through some beats, you know what I'm saying? And I went through the summertime beat, and the the... the Thing that just kept resonating to me is how hot it fucking was. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. How hot it was at the time I'm sitting there in the house. You know what I'm saying? It was hot than the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like C Knight said, damn, it's hot than the motherfucker. It was hot than the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Sitting yeah. in the apartment, you know? But the motivation came from, once I heard the beat, the motivation came from how Long Beach really used to be. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand. See, Long Beach, number one, uh, 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 has a long gang history, but not a long history of gang violence. Uh -huh. Right. Because the majority of the gangs, once upon a time in Long Beach, got along. All the gangs, damn, they got along. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think the first real beef was back in the days with the Seven Day, you know what I'm saying, with the Insane, with Big Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Some, yeah. some shit way before my era. Right. You know what I'm saying? But... Most part, when I was growing up, it was always a camaraderie. This is Long Crips. Beach. Yeah, it's an all Crip city. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? But this is all Long Beach. But at the same time, too, everybody related. You could be from Insane, brother from 20s, the right. cousin from the West Coast, and this nigga from the North Side. Right, 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 right. And all our mamas and sisters, and we all hang out with each other. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that my mama moved over there, and my mama moved over there, so you representing what's over there, you That's representing what's over there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so... That time period, it was it was different things used to go on in Long Beach. We used to have actual water balloon fights. Right. We used to have <laughs> egg fights. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the thing back then. You know what I'm saying? Egging the egging somebody car right. with that fresh paint on there because back then you know the eggs fuck up the candy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Fuck up the candy on the paint. So that was the thing. You know what I'm saying? Catch a nigga with a fresh paint out of Color King. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Catch him going down easy or something, just egg his shit up. Woo, 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 yeah. woo. That was the extent of beef. Right. It it. It turned into, it, it went from that to it branching off. We used to have a thing in Long Beach called Dogs and Lokes. That's why right. I say dogs and lokes yeah. all come around. That's where we used to separate ourselves. Yeah, yeah. If your gang name had loke on the end, you was a loke. If your gang name had dog on the end, you was with the dogs. Right. The dogs and the loke used to beef. Oh, right. But it used to beef on some, like I said, the eggs, the water balloon, catch, you know, we riding down the street, see this nigga from dogs over here slipping, we'll jump out and tie him to the street pole. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, that was cool. Yeah, I was, this, was, this, was, this, was, this was 
was Long Beach, and this is the this, so this is where summertime, this is where summertime in the LBC is written from. This is this is written before niggas decide to pop the first nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When niggas decide, oh, you unfucked up my car, because it went from that to niggas setting niggas' cars on fire. Right. That's when the violence start happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? When they start really hating on the lowriders. You know what I'm saying? And, and them start setting the car. And they try to set the homie Big Cup uh, lowrider on fire inside his mama's driveway. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Then it went from that to then. Uh, next thing you know, it's, 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 it, yeah, yeah. It, it's escalated into violence. So let me ask you a question. Because <laughs> you was a stomp down gangbanger at one point. You was putting in work. How long did you have to hide from the homies that you could sing like that? Like, was, was it something that you... I never hit it. So just from day one, you was beating niggas up and singing. I, I have always, you know what I'm saying, interview my homie Big C-Style. Okay, I would love That's to. That's one of the ones who hey, raised me. Big, Big, yeah. Big C-Style will tell you, since the time I was a little kid in church, I was just wild. You know what I'm saying? My first fight I ever had was at church. That's, right. when, I, that's when I knew I could fight because I socked up. I socked up. An old, uh, older kid took my fan from me. And I socked yeah. 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 And he went running. Did you get the Harrison Ross funeral for him? Yeah, he went crying, and that was the birth of the, the end. Of, that was the end of that was the end of my innocence, right there. Oh, that's what happens when you sock somebody bigger than you. They yeah. go run to. So when and did so, you realize you could sing? Like I, I always knew. My mama sung. My okay. mama sung in church. So you know what I'm saying? Like I said. Me, Butch Cassidy, we was youth choir. You know what I'm saying? Nate Dogg and all of us, we came up singing in church. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's where our roots at. You know what I'm saying? Like the, like I said, the twins, they didn't sing whatnot, but they mama sung. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy because the twins, Warren G., they moms is twins too. And mama's oh, wow. a twin too. That's crazy. Dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's hey, dope. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Them, them, like, them like really like my oldest, you know what I'm saying, young mm -hmm. friends right there because that's, that's them was my friends like, Eight, nine, seven years old. Right. You, you know what I'm you saying? Brought up, you brought up a good point about y'all growing up and learning the soul in church. And not to beat a dead horse, but going back to what we were talking about as far as the origins of black music, the thing that's preserved black music over the last hundred years, really, all that shit come out of the church. Because that's really yeah. where niggas get their chops from. Well, musically. It's, I wouldn't just say the chops, it's the. The, the feeling, I, the I soul? Think, I think the releasing, the feeling of letting yourself go to the music. You feel what I'm that saying? Come from, yeah. That comes from that because a lot of people misinterpret, you know what I'm saying? And nothing against anybody's religion or anybody's religion, but a lot of people misinterpret this whole feeling of what they call the Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, what you have just became was a slave to the music. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just, yeah. it just invokes your spirit in a whole different way because people right. don't realize the importance of music. Right. Music is a universal language of love. It's a universal way of communication that everything is based off a of rhythm and right. a heartbeat, a sequence. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, everything right. in life is sequence and vibrations. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Sound. Sounds that you can't even hear. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dolphins communicate by echo sounds. Right. And, echo you know what I'm saying? Location. Everything is built built off of those things. So it invokes something different right. in you. Right. You know, right. so all of us had had that up in us. I think what G Funk represented was the 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 lack of fear to bring that into our music. Mm. Right, right, you right, feel right. what I'm saying? That's right. what that was. Right. Everybody else up until that point was in denial about their church. Right, 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 right. You feel what I'm saying? We wasn't in denial about our church because that's where we all was born and raised from. Right, right, So right. that's where the introduction into that soul came into it. You know what I'm saying? That's what gave Nate Dogg that fearlessness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To sing. That's what gave Butch Cassidy his soul and that soul. That's what gave Bo Rock his chops. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. It came from that church thing. You know? I was just the first one to exit 
out the church thing and go the street route, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. The big homie C-Style and was just looking too appealing, you know what I'm saying? And I was the little kid who was in my church tie, who would unloosen my church tie and pull my thing out and go pull my church pants down to where they sagging, yeah. and I'd be out there on the block in my church clothes. We're going to go to a commercial break. When we get back, more from, from the legend, man. Hey, Appreciate uh, y'all supporting the show. Paul used to be with the shit. Yeah, yeah. He used to hey. be with the full shit. That's my nigga right there. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Let me finish reading this ad real quick. Hey, man, check this out, man. Make sure y'all go visit pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig, man. You can clear up all the bad marks on your credit while paying off your debt. If you're making payments every month on your debt and your balances aren't going down, this program is for you. The average American with credit card debt or personal loan debt over $10,000 ends up paying back two and a half times what they originally spent. PDS debt rolls out all your payments into one zero percent interest monthly payment. Again, PDS debt rolls all of your payments into one low zero percent interest monthly payment. Bad and fair credit accepted. Save thousands in interest and fees. Pay off your debt in a fraction of the time. Again, go to www.pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. www.pdsdebt.com dot com forward slash Craig. All right, man. We done got the OG. The OG man, he been he been, he been really spitting some game to us on the break, man. Yeah, we we thank you for coming on down here, brother, man. You doing your thing, man. You giving us some information. I appreciate it, for real, for real. So let's set the tone on the environment. Being somebody that comes from a, a predominantly crip city, being an active gang member, then signing a record deal. And now being smack dab in a, an environment where you got, you know, a, a Suge Knight ran, a ran death row with a Long Beach dude like a Snoop Dogg signed to the label. Talk about the tension and some of the situations that you may have faced, um, you know, just being somebody that was, you know, in, in the fold back then, going up to death row and fucking with them cats. Well, first and foremost, me myself had to face no situations. Right. Okay. Um most most people that was from the blocks and streets, you know, knew me. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, from the time I was juvenile, you know what I'm saying? When I first got in my first fight at church, nine years old, it was a juvenile hall life for me and all that stuff afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of grew up in the system. So I know a lot of real gangbangers from a lot of different hoods that I've known from YA, YTS, Norwalk, Los Padrinos, Central, Selmar, you know what I'm saying? Camp Rocky, Camp Gonzalez, all the way to Wayside, you know what I'm saying? Chino, Chino West Yard, Mule Creek, you know what I'm saying? All the way to, you know, Tracy to Pelican Bay. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of these people. So, and surprisingly, it was the majority of the, the dudes that I knew from juvenile in jail that pushed me to go into the music time. Right. Them was the ones who used to be like, my nigga, you should be singing. Because I never heard that I could sing. Right. I used to sit up in there and beat on the bed and sing oldies all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sing to myself. You should sit up in there in the box. I be in the hole. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't, ain't got nothing to do. Ain't right. got no TV. You know what I'm saying? It's juvenile. They don't provide you with nothing. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So I sit up in there and sing Anita Baker's song, sing the Rapture album. You know what I'm saying? I, sing, I knew the whole album by heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I sing the whole goddamn album. Pretty soon, that started getting me in good with the staff. 
You know what I'm saying? So me singing became a ploy to get in good with staff, get in good with the female staff and all that. So you was hitting CO bitches? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> When I got to adulthood, you know what I'm saying, I almost had one at Mule Creek, you know what I'm saying, but they figured out what was going on and they blasted my ass over, to, they blasted her to another yard, you know what I'm saying, but again, it was, it was, it was, in that, finding that solace, you know what I'm saying, the fuck it, I'm sitting in the cell, I ain't got shit to do, it wasn't even, I wasn't even really rapping then, you know what I'm saying, the only rap I knew really by heart was a uh, fucking Eric, Eric B and Rakim, I ain't no joke. You know what I'm right. saying? That was my favorite rap. I knew that by heart. You know what right. I'm saying? But I knew all singing songs. You know what I'm saying? So I used to just sing all the time, and it used to be them dudes like, nigga, you out here tripping. Nigga, you should be trying to sing. Nigga, you should be trying to sing. You should be trying to sing. So eventually, when the opportunity came, you know what I'm saying? It was initially uh, a gospel thing. You know what I'm saying? That was Tony Gwynn's wife. You know what I'm saying? Alicia, she wanted to sign me when I first got out of Pelican Bay. She wanted to sign me to a gospel deal. And I was like, nah, I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool on that situation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so then it, it it led to doing that. But once I got into the music business and started moving around, what you do, I'm recognizing, oh, that's Turtle from Venice Showline. I'm, I'm seeing all the people I know. Grew up from, in the system. In the system. Who was the first person you recognized from the system when you went to death row? Uh, my boy Turtle from Venice Showline. Okay. <laughs> you know Turtle, Turtle, and uh, two dudes from Venice Showline, Turtle and Black. Oh. And let me tell you why. Because I had ended up getting some information. It came back to the hood about an incident that happened at Venice Beach with the death row and the show lines. Where the show lines tripped on the death row niggas, you know what I'm saying, and tried to rush them. And they rushed some of the homies too. You feel what I'm saying? And that incident kind of, you know, bothered me because I'm like, nigga, I fuck with niggas from Showline. You feel what I'm saying? And whatnot. I always felt, like I said, this is before Trey D hit right. the streets. Trey D was still in jail. So at this time, I felt I was the most connected to all the hoods from out of all the homies. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking stuff, you know, lightweight offensive. Like, oh, the fish, so, nigga, I know niggas from over there. Hold on, let me... You know what I'm saying? Right, me right. and my nigga Black, me and my nigga Turtle, see what's happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that's when my first experience of realizing what they were going through. Right. It wasn't particularly us. It was what they were going through because a lot of, you know, this is 90s. We fresh off the whole gangbanging situation. Mm -hmm. Nobody had an understanding for this Crip dude from Long Beach because Long Beach has, it's an all-Crip city. Right. You know what I'm saying? Our next-door neighbors is Compton. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Now, there's a bunch of Compton Crip hoods that got record labels. You got you got uh, uh, Greedy Greg. You know what I'm saying? You got Tweety that's on. You feel what I'm saying? Right. You got NWA and all this. So a lot of the Crip dudes is just looking like, oh, why you didn't go sign? You know what I'm saying? Why you going to do But they're not understanding the dynamics and the possibilities of how stuff works right. in the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And some, and whoever it is that's willing to so take that was a chance about, on you. So that was mad about... Mad was snooping them about signing to a label ran by Bloods. Yeah, when it was other Crip record labels around. It, yeah, it was just other, it was just seen as that separatism still. So it was you know because saying? of that. It was beef because yeah. of that. other Crip. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then you two, you got you got you know that particular Bloodhood got their own individual enemies. You feel what I'm saying? They got their own individual enemies that you accumulate. When you become riding with them and you become down with them. Right. Even though this you down with them on some music shit, 
That ain't the way the streets see it. Right. They just associate, oh, you fucking with them niggas over there. You know what I'm saying? In that type situation. So, How was your relationship with Suge Knight? Um, we didn't initially have one at first. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that was the first time I introduced myself and whatnot. After that, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like standoffish with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. And it was kind of crazy because I just used to hear about all the stories of all the different niggas who would come to Can-Am and shit that happened in the red room. I used to always say, nigga, I ain't never had a problem, nigga. Ain't nobody ever approached me the wrong way, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I came up there, nigga. Right, not, right. not one time have I had a problem not with nobody, not, not when Heron was alive, not Big J, not nobody. Not yeah. one time was there ever incident with Bo Rock with any of them niggas wanted some problems with Bo Rock. Right. And Bo Rock never changed who he was. You know what I'm saying? I always can ran my program like that, but at this time, too, I'm fresh out, so I still Conducted myself like a penitentiary nigga. Right, right. I come into the studio, I'm in the corner. Right, back on the wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't talk to too many motherfuckers. There ain't too much to talk about. Right. You know what I'm saying? What you want to do? Shit, dominoes, nigga, spades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pinochle. Oh, man, we over here playing on the game. Nah, I don't, don't know how to do that, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> game, nigga. Nigga, I know how to play basic board games, nigga. That's basic. That shit's basic, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nah, not Pinochle. That's complicated than a motherfucker. That's like, that's like, that's like, that's like spades on steroids. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, again, I'm not, I'm not having these incidents, but I'm hearing about these incidents. You know what I'm saying? And fortunately, you know, again, even if you go back to the way the Dove Shack was, even when we start doing interviews when we first got signed, we put it out there that we wasn't part of the whole battle rap scene and all that. We did that coming into the game. Right. We used to go down to Cannons and battle different groups. The homie Chucky Miller would come down there, book to come down there. We went, that's how Warren G got hip to us because we'd go down there and battle the twins. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? But when we got signed, it was a whole different ball game. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, we off the battle rap. Don't diss us. We ain't gonna diss you. You diss us, it's a problem. Right. On site. Mm-hmm. You'll never get it back in the record, nigga. You diss us, don't show up at no award shows, don't show up at <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you mean a real problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, 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 it's only popping. You feel what I'm saying? And, and, and you know what? A lot of times, you know, it played a double-edged sword because even to this day, you got a lot of people in the, the industry that's scared to fuck with the deaf shit. Right, right. They be like, yeah, them niggas be extra turned. Like, niggas sock your ass out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Them niggas with the, the shit. Side, but on the flip side, those, are the those people who people, people yeah, people who do, do business with us, yeah. it's done with full respect and it's done with full love because yeah. it's like, they know we're not out here on no problems. It's just that if you cause a problem, it's gonna be we, a problem. yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's on. Like, oh, that's what you are? Right. Oh, let's go here. So let's go. Can I ask about the story? I mean, the situation you told me outside where you was following him around for the for the knockout. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When so this, how, so this, how did that this come happen, about? This happened. Excuse me. This happened uh, uh, after the whole um, after he got out. Who, who, who we talking about? We talking about Suge Knight, Shug. the billionaire's yeah, man, uh, okay. Alki David. Okay, you know so, what how, so what was so what was his Shug, beef Shug. with Suge? He had no beef with Suge. Alki David is just crazy. Okay. <laughs> He's an eccentric billionaire. He's really, you know who he is? Y'all heard about the billionaire that got caught like a couple of years ago on a private jet trying to sneak like 5,000 plants, weed plants into the Caribbean? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. Why he called the motherfuckers on himself? 
Right. <laughs> oh, publicity. Wow. <laughs> 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 publicity. Hey, we gotta be that bored? Yeah, yeah. Or broke. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the same dude who just got sued by the Glory Arbright where the black girl won $11 million against the billionaire. He got on Fox News talking about, shit, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I mean, they got bread. Family owned the patent, the Coca-Cola bottle. You know what I'm saying? They own probably. He from he from overseas. He Greek from out of South Africa. Right. Born a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Family, you know money. But he's always been like he fucks with the brothers. He kills with the brothers. He, you know what I'm saying? He don't got no bias against nobody. You know what I'm saying? This is just like he just unusual, dog. He's yeah. just a character within himself. He act like he act like a broke motherfucker for real. You uh -huh. cannot tell he a billionaire except for the fact he just fly. Right. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, the way he talk, hey. Give me, give me a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Look at it, look at the fucking ass. So how's y'all me? You know what I'm saying? Um, through Big C style. Okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? The homie Malik Levy. You know what I'm saying? Not, yeah, Malik Spillman. He was trying to get quoted on the hood, uh, the billionaire. No, 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 no. <laughs> Malik, 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 uh, Malik Spillman, you know what I'm saying? Activist. He used to have a show straight from the streets and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he used to have that other show where he'd go into the hoods and try to squash the beef with the gangs. Yeah, okay, I remember him. Did, yeah. Does he, he, he rest in peace now, I think? No, no, okay. he's lying. But he was doing a, a show with Alki. You know what I'm saying? Alki owns an antenna. He paid $70, billion, $70 million and bought his own antenna to start his own TV station. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because. He wanted to do movies and all that shit. He was doing movies, but he was starring in the movies. He had his mama starring in the movie. He had his sister in there, and you know what I'm saying? No actors. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he got the money to fund the whole movie. You know what I'm That's shit. Hey, but fund the whole movie, had a whole movie printed up, da da da, da and try to take it to a TV show, and they'd be like, no. Or try to take it to a movie stage, be like, no, he'd, okay, well, fuck y'all. I'm going to start my own shit. I'm going to drop $70 million and go put an antenna out in Barstow to where I can start beaming my own TV channels and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he came up with a shit, and so the homie was doing a show with him, you know what I'm saying, that introduced me and C-Style to him. Right. At this time, he trying to get his station film on TV blowing up, so he's trying to have controversy shit right. as well as music and all that. So this is why he's trying to get the whole Chris Brown and Drake thing to pop off. He so he was the guy that was trying to pay for the... Yeah, the, the person who was fight. offering the $5 million for Chris Brown and Drake to fight? Yeah. yeah. That was him. Okay, right, right. That was okay, him. Okay, that's, okay. That's, that's the dude to put up the $5 million. Right. You feel that? Yeah, he, he just, he liked, he liked the funk. Right. He liked the drama, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, so, an incident happened to where we was at the studio. One of the homies from West Coast came up there, got drunk, being disrespectful, parked in this parking spot. Anyway, I ended up socking this nigga up. And they like, oh, you one of those types, huh? I'm like, yeah, that's me. You know what I'm saying? So, something ended up transpiring, and this is when Kamala Harris was, before she was really blowing up. We was finna have her on the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> Should get out. What year are we talking about? We talking... I'll give you some exact times. I got shit on my IG. It's like 2000... Um, I would say like probably 10, 11? Okay. Yeah, um... But yeah, she was she was really finna start trying to make her political run, and and we we was trying to bring her on the show to grill her back then about her conviction rate on on brothers, right, and Latinos, right. You know what I'm saying, and how she was, you know, how you turning around looking for the support of the community, right, when it seemed like you've been uh, 
one of the executioners for the community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we was going to give her her props. You know what I'm saying? For coming up as a black woman in the political realms and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, somebody come up with the idea, you know what I'm saying, to do, uh, it's supposed to be Suge instead. You know what I'm saying? It was going to end up being him because he had, was this the first time he got out or was it the second time? Second time. Yeah, I think that, yeah, this had to be the second time. Yeah, hold that thought. Had, hold that thought. Later in the show, we'll be uh, interviewing uh, Todd's headband. <laughs> Yo, Todd's headband. <laughs> yeah, but he had, it's you know, head. everybody was talking about, because I guess Suge, when he got out, he had took a, uh, a Lear jet. He had called a Lear jet from a, a private jet from outside wherever the, the jailhouse was out there in uh, Muir Creek area, Sacktown, out to Oregon to go get a burger or something. And everybody was like, oh, this nigga back out of jail, Rich. Oh, you know, Suge is back. Suge is back. Suge is back. So everybody trying to get that interview. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was supposed to get on. He was supposed to come on the show, do the little interview shit and whatnot. Something ended up happening with him and Alki end up, you know what I'm saying? having words it was 2012 you know what i'm saying uh summertime 2012 but him and alki end up not really seeing eye to eye on some shit you know what i'm saying or whatever the case may be you know and um some somebody else somebody else was supposed to be beefing at the time i forgot what other acts was beefing it was two other people that was in hip hop that was majorly beefing. Was it Nas and Jay Z? No, that was earlier. No, nah, that was. We talking about 2012. We talking about. Nah, somebody else. Somebody else was uh, beefing. You know what I'm saying on some shit talking shit. You know what I'm saying. And 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 he was talking about. Alki was talking about trying to get them. No, it was the battle rapper. Uh, what's his name? Drastic. Or something like that. Okay. The battle rap. He had just fired on another battle rapper live on the battle rap thing on the uh, TRL rap yeah. smack battle shit. Okay. That and was, nobody uh, had ever seen that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He took off on the motherfucker. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So Alki wants to, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we need. We need that right there. You know what I'm saying? That's his type of shit. You know what I'm saying? We need some shit like that on the right. show. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, shit, you can, you want to pay some motherfucker, you can pay me to box some motherfucker <laughs> face yeah. in. You know what I'm saying? You know, he was like, well, who you think you can whoop? I'm like, it's, I can whoop anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Who, who you think? He didn't you know whoop anybody. anybody. Uh, you, 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 you could take down Shook. <laughs> I, I gave him that look like, <laughs> Come on, bro. Like that's that's easy pickings, you know what I'm saying? And not not nothing against anybody, you know what I'm saying? Not even nothing against that brother because we cool now. This is just facts, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've always been that type, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm that type. You you come into the room, you know what I'm saying? And 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 you the bigger one, you the first one I'm on. Right. You the first one I'm hitting up. What nigga? Where you from? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to impress everybody else. I want to impress the bitches. So I, <laughs> you the target, target off the bat. Hey, my nigga, where you from? Oh, tall for nothing ass nigga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Impressive pressing. Yeah, I'm just, that, yeah. That, was, that was me. I was on the turned up tip. You right. feel what I'm saying? And so as he, as Alki hearing the stories and then seeing me in action, you know what I'm saying? He want to throw out there, well, what about Suge? And I gave him the look like, come on, bro, that's easy. Like, 
that's easy pickings. You, you know what I'm saying? Shug Na- Knight, y'all. Na- yeah, Na- names, name. You know what I'm saying? I'm on some name of you know name some competition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you this think you can do that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you can do that, huh? You think you can do that, huh? You know what I'm saying? Church. Well, 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 well. Get it on camera, and I got a fucking million five for you right now. Get it on fucking camera. You think you can do it? Get it on fucking camera, because I don't think you can fucking do it. And this is how I, I don't think you can fucking do it. Y'all got a million five. Do it. Do it. Who, who, who you still sitting in my office for? Go do it. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And from that day on, I was like, yeah, when I catch this nigga, I'm going to sock this nigga out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How long was you So, find out him and the homie Big C style is tight. They right. cool. You know what I'm saying? So now I got to, you know what I'm saying? Big C style, this is my, this is my mentor. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, God damn. Rock in a hard place. Fuck. Fuck. Damn. A million five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We going to Rodney Jerkin studio. You know what I'm saying? Uh, style hit me. Come get me, nigga. We gonna go by Rodney Jerkin studio. No, we gonna go by uh, Scott Storch. Nigga gonna meet Simon. This is what he called. This is what everybody called uh, Shug Simon. You know what I'm saying? This the nickname we get a nigga because he used to boss the niggas around. We used to be like, Simon says. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was that nigga big name, Big Simon. Nigga didn't yeah. nothing happen around there, nigga, like, like, like Simon says. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, we're going to go up there and meet Simon, nigga. So I'm like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to trip. Go to Rodney Jerkin's studio. This nigga pulled some weirdo shit up there. You know what I'm saying? Um... The way he started, he basically scared Rodney. You know what I'm saying? Rodney's sitting up in there, got a pregnant wife. Mace is sitting up in there and whatnot. And I'm thinking, these niggas cool. These niggas sitting at the, the thing, talking at the console. Next thing you know, Rodney jump up, whoop, and break behind the console. And Shug step up like, nigga, yeah, nigga, whoo, whoo, whoo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the wife get to screaming like, oh, wait, wait, like, hold up. No, all of us ain't in here for nothing. Right. You I'm not with that nigga, number right. one. That ain't my forte, you know what I'm saying? So I immediately tell, I turn the style like, cuz, talk, talk, come on, cuz, talk to cuz, cuz. These people talking about calling the motherfucking police, my nigga. Nigga ain't trying to get caught up fucking with this nigga, my nigga, come on, man. Right. Like, what's up with this shit? I'm like, I'm ready to bounce, my nigga, come on, let's bounce, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I go outside and my truck done got towed. Oh, wow. No! Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I done got that 1.5 right there. Yeah, 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 I done got it. I done got it. You know that's the man. first thing I that's how you need to be blazed. You be like that. You be he champion. He stood up out the side. He <laughs> stood up out the side, jumped in a Range Rover, and dipped. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I tell Style, cuz you better call that nigga, cuz he gonna get my car off the motherfucking impound, my nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, call that nigga, nigga, that nigga gotta get my car off the impound. We came up, we wasn't even supposed to be really stopping here for this bullshit. We supposed to be going to Scott Storage. He said, meet him over here. He over here on some bullshit and my car get told, my nigga. Tell gotta come get my car, my nigga. Right, right. Ty you know what I'm saying? Right so, <laughs> so, did he get the car? Yeah, uh, yeah, eventually he got the car. You know what I'm saying? You a motherfucker got the way. He thought he was being slick and he, he thought was he was gonna brush a motherfucker off. Yeah. We end up, Stout end up calling Malik while we was waiting on uh, Suge. Malik riding by, he on his way to the comedy store. He in the Range Rover. He had just bent the corner. Yeah, we went to this nigga Shug. I just seen that nigga over by the comedy store. Nigga, what? <laughs> we in the Range Rover. Let's go. Let's go. We ride over to the comedy store, you know what I'm saying, and whatnot. By the time we get there on Sunset, by the time we get there, he done pulled off already. 
I'm out there being extra because I'm hot, nigga. This yeah. my this ain't even this my wife at the time truck, nigga. That right. got got told. You oh, feel right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She ain't even told me said nothing yet. So I'm really I'm really like on it. So you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't, I'm telling you, I would have did it if it wasn't for Style running into Mike Epps. You know what I'm saying? Mike Epps and the homie Style know each other and they be bagging on each other and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So him and Mike Epps get to shooting the shit and I had never met Mike Epps. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, nigga, that's motherfucking Mike Epps. Nigga, that's the nigga from Friday. Nigga, yeah. Day Day. You know what I'm saying? Day Day, nigga. You know this, nigga. Style, you know this, nigga, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? The whole thing switch up. You know what I'm saying? But then somebody else pull up. And they just seen Suge again. The nigga is Look, it's like a movie. They like, they like the nigga is down. Like the nigga, yeah. They said, they said the nigga was down at the McDonald's off of uh, fucking Santa Monica. You know what I'm saying? When you go past Warner, so we go over there. We end up meeting the nigga over there, and the nigga just end up breaking the nigga the bread off. You know what I'm saying? But style the whole time, like, no, nah, I got business going with him. Da, da, da. Cause don't forget, Crooked Eye is Big C Style's artist. Oh, okay. Crooked Eye one of the greatest, man. You know what I'm saying? Crooked yeah. Eye, Crooked Eye is was discovered by Style and brought over there. You know what I'm saying? So they whole little rapport is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the nigga end up breaking bread, you know what I'm saying? Breaking off a little extra, you know what I'm saying, for the hassle and all that, throwing niggas some weed and all that. So I just, you know what I'm saying, yeah. let the shit ride on, you know what I'm saying? But then thought about like, damn, I should have got that bread. I should have got that bread. <laughs> and then right after that, like maybe a week after that, I think the nigga got popped. He got shot. Oh, okay. That's oh, when he got shot sorry. at the club. Yeah, he got shot at the club. You know man. what I'm saying? And, yeah, and after that, it was like, ah, oh, nigga, you man. can't get no strike for beating up a shot, nigga. Man, real spit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would you have chased that 1.5? Would you have been hunting, have been hunting the shit around? Well, here's the thing, man. I, I ain't no, you know, I ain't no street nigga, right? I'm a hood nigga, but I ain't no gang nigga, so I don't have no gang behind me, right? right. So I would have to have a hell of an exit strategy. But no, nah, but you know, nah, you know what? It's, it's different. It's, it's different yeah, though when you got I'm, your I'm, homeboy I'm, in your ear <laughs> running a guilt trip on you about how the white man give you some money to go at another black man. We're gonna wrap it up, man. But I, you know, man, I always, you know, you gave a lot of game today. Man, if, there, if there's an artist out there that, you know, speak to the 18, 19 year old you, man, real quickly and tell them, you know, what should they expect from the, from the music industry and what to do uh, not to make some of the mistakes that you made, man, real briefly. Number one, know your business. Understand it's called the music business. Everybody just always focus on the music and not the business. Know that everybody is to be watched from your lawyer to your manager all the way down. Watch everybody. The only motherfucker you could ever trust is your goddamn self. Okay? If you don't always have your best self-interest in mind, Nobody else will have it for you. Don't fall for the stories of sacrifice yours right now to help theirs, and then we'll get to yours, because they'll never get to you. You feel what I'm saying? That's all you got to do is look at a lot of the big artists that's out there now. You know, I give them props in the new generation, because at least the new generation actually put their homies on. Mm -hmm. They actually for real put their homies on. Right. Back in the days, a lot of people don't know this. You would look at the artist that's putting his homies on 
out of love. No, the record label requested all them niggas. The record right. label wanted the whole crew. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? They wanted your entourage. They wanted them. They needed them around. This is they building the image at this time. Right. This is the image they trying to build for artists. You feel what I'm saying? Artists nowadays, they really try to put their homeboys on. You know what I'm saying? They they really follow the example of like Nipsey and all that. You feel what I'm saying? Whereas in <clears throat> you have most artists out of our era who complain now about no new artists putting them on. But who was you really putting on during your era? Right. And not, not not to call nobody out, but how many features was on Big Daddy Kane album, Cool Mo D album, LL Cool J album, right. KRS One album. Let's just go down the album list of all the era through that time. How many features was on those albums? Mm -hmm. How many times did they really connect and fuck with each other to make bread with each other? Right. How many people out the crew really had a career outside of the main person? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that about the youngsters, but again, they got to know their business and understand that it's easy to get trapped. It's easy to trip. I see a lot of these niggas getting caught up in this bullshit. Number one, don't bring y'all motherfucking ass to California with no motherfucking gun. California has the worst gun laws in the United States. Right. They talk about New York, goddammit. New York ain't got 1020 to life. Let me give y'all some game. 1020 to life law in California. You commit a crime and you got a gun on you, that's an automatic 10 years on top of the crime that you committed. So that means even getting into a fist fight with a nigga. If you got a gun on your ass, goddammit, you getting that fist fight charge and an extra 10 years for having a gun on you. If you use that gun in the commission of a crime, you let that gun off. Shoot that motherfucker in the air. That's 20 fucking years. Right. On top of whatever the fucking crime is. Right. Okay? If you hit a nigga with a bullet, I don't give a fuck if you hit a nigga in the foot in the commission of that crime. That is an automatic life sentence in California. Right. It is called the 10-20 to life law. Right. So you rappers coming mm. out here wondering why you get pulled over and you get caught with a heater, you are the dumbest of the dumb. Right. California has zero tolerance for their citizens having guns. Right. Yeah, That's it. If you're not a fucking security guard or you're not a motherfucking FBI informant or whatnot, they have zero tolerance for niggas out here having guns. Y'all stay out of California with y'all goddamn guns. You right. know what I'm saying? Another thing is when you come out California, a lot of these dudes tell y'all to check in. You know what I'm saying? I don't want none of you niggas checking in with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't check in with me. You know what I'm saying? Them yeah, niggas yeah. who want you to check in, you know what I'm saying? Be skeptical of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell y'all some real game. Stay on the other side of motherfucking Wilshire Boulevard. And you ain't got to check in with nobody. Stay y'all asses on the other side of Wilshire Boulevard. Quit traveling and doing business on the other side of Wilshire Boulevard. Wanting y'all involve yourself in California gang politics. Want to come out here and claim this hood. Want to come out here and claim this hood. Want to come out here and run with this gang. Run with this gang. Yeah, get y'all ass pop smoked if you want to. That's the that's for the tough guys and shit. Right. Yeah, you and know. All other forms of entertainment. Craig got to check in every time he hit one of these areas and shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the local comedian of the community. <laughs> That's just that's just that's just real that's just real spit. Y'all <laughs> yeah, just y'all brothers stay safe out there. Keep y'all heads on swivel, keep y'all heads on straight. You know what I'm saying? And don't fall into these traps, man. These traps that these people got set for y'all. They got traps set. They want y'all dead. Yeah, they do. They want y'all dead. You sell way more records when you dead, okay? Just know that. They want you in the beef. They need you dead. They need you dead. You know what I'm saying? They learn their lesson with West Elvis' West. catalog. They continue uh -huh. to learn the lesson with Michael's catalog, Prince' catalog. You know what I'm saying? If you get shot in L.A., do not, and mm -hmm. you're an artist, for my fellow artists out there, do not let them take you to Cedar sinai Hospital. 
you will check out. Okay. Yeah, they the record more. Yeah. yeah. The record, no, the record <laughs> label. The record record labels are in bed with Cedar Sinai. Any artists that go up in Cedar Sinai don't come up out of there alive. You know what I'm saying? That's where Easy went in, didn't come back out. Easy went in there for a checkup and didn't come back out. Easy went in there for a checkup of a call and came out of there. You know, never came back out. They killed Barry you know White. Shit. Yeah. Barry White. Yeah. Biggie Smalls. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who go there. Luther. You know what I'm saying? Worse than Killer King. You know what I'm saying? It is for artists, especially if you're a black artist. You're not coming up out. Of there. A lot, you know of, what I'm a lot because, of artists died at Cedars. You right yeah. about that? Yo, your catalog, your catalog becomes more valuable by a hundredfold when you're gone because people realize that they probably won't get no more music from you. They won't get you no more, so they want that last bit of you. So right. these record labels don't mind when these young rappers are dying right. when they're getting popped. That's why they're promoting it. It's these labels that's promoting all this shit up in right, here. Right, right. All this new gang violence and all that. You know what I'm saying? They promoting it. It is right. part of the system. So y'all who fall into it, y'all falling right into the trap. Right. It was a trap that was set for y'all with Rolling Stone magazine when they put Lil Wayne on the cover throwing up the beat with the red rag hanging out his back man, pocket. Man. So you're going to tell me out of a whole photo shoot for a cover of a magazine, that's the only picture y'all can pick out? Right, right. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? But that's what they wanted to promote. Bo Rock, man, I want to thank you, man. Let's get up for both for coming to the show, man. Yeah, yeah anytime. Game, anytime, man. man. Anytime. Real spit, man. Ty, tell them where they can find you. Check me out, man. Uncle Ty Comedy on IG, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I got the album. It's called I'm Out There. It's got Taco Tuesday on there. Blame the bartender. It's got the story out there called Doggy's Angels. Telling that over a beat. Check that shit out. Um, oh, Bo Rock. I just want to say to Bo Rock, man, um, the song There Come a Day was like my favorite oh, shit off the shot. That okay. shit right there. Thank you, man. That shit. I was in 10th grade with no hoes. Are you yeah. Come yeah. Day. Yeah. 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 That was really from the heart. Because we had we had yeah, yeah, just he came out tears. of a bad situation yeah. with this lady named Bonzoi, the uh the dude, the drug dealer Turtle, who put Easy E on, mm. his sister. You know what I'm saying? She Turtle got, from Santana Block. Yeah, Rest his sister Bonzoi, where she claimed she was his sister, was starting a record label back then. She had a label and she had a sign before anybody else had a sign. You know what I'm saying? And her whole thing was just trying to fuck us over. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So They'll Come a Day was really written towards her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a couple of other motherfuckers who acted like they wanted to fuck with us, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it came time, they really didn't fuck with us. That's why I say, you know what I'm saying? I got to give props to Warren because he actually did. Fuck with us, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying versus just microphone. talking about it, you yeah. know. Fucking time. We appreciate your homage. Yeah. You really. I'm You really is a dick rider. You over here praising him with a picture of me on your shirt. You praising him. Got a picture of me on his shirt, praising Bo Rock. You are my fan. Nigga, you are my fan. You need to take your glasses back to laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking around. Todd's still my number thirty fan. I appreciate you. Brother. I'll see you after the show. I'll get you a pair of hanky in there. Nah, I was glasses. Tell him what you man. Bad boy Blaze. Shout out to myself. Double O B L Z. Instagram. Holla back. Peace. Tell him where they can find you, Bo Rock. Uh, IG, Borock.DoveShack. Um, 
I got other platforms, but just bother me on IG. Um, you want to talk business, though? Borock, B-O-R-O-C dot L-B-C at gmail.com. I'm not really in my DMs on uh, IG and whatnot because it'd be a lot of nonsense coming uh, the DMs. But follow along. We got some shows coming up soon. August 14th, we got the Funk Festival. You know what I'm saying? With Def Shack, MC8, uh, Uncle Chuck going to be forming with Latoya Williams. Oh, you know, it's going to be uh, um, got a couple of got an actual live go-go band coming in from a. Uh, from uh, Washington, D.C. that's going to be performing. That's August 14th in Long Beach. You know, um, got a couple of other events coming up. But y'all be on the lookout. Uh, once again, the Dove Shack Summer Sauce will be launching probably September. The barbecue sauce will be back on the market. So uh, y'all get ready to make y'all orders on that. You know, and uh, also get ready for the launch of the Dove Shack Summer Sticks that will be coming out next month. You know. So we got a few things popping off, man. Shout out to y'all and y'all, man. Y'all drop a, a note on here and tell them that y'all want me back on the show, man. Tell Thank these dudes y'all that y'all want me back on the show, man. Right, I got a whole right. lot more game and info for y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I can, man, I got stories. If y'all only knew, man, I got some stories. You know what I'm saying? I could just sum it up like this. Y'all ain't even got to who I beat up in the industry. Oh. <laughs> Yo, find me at uh on Instagram at the Real DJ Show, man. Hey, hey, they said uh somebody said uh you got the glasses from Jet Moto. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know play that game on with the oh, they they do. Yeah, they stay we'll, we'll work on your delivery after the show. That wasn't me though, my, my nigga Booker T comedy. <laughs> the Spinderoni and shit. <laughs> my nigga gotta look like Lennox Lewis, man. <laughs> We'll get it together. Alright, we'll show him. Get that dancer right. together, nigga. Alright. Nah, like nah but uh, you already know what it is. The Real DJ Show on Instagram. Make sure y'all tune in. Get y'all music played and shit like that. You know what I mean? Also, if y'all niggas bagging on me in the comments after the show, nigga, I will be back. Bagging on you niggas back. You know what I mean? Engaging with your ass niggas. You say you're gonna be bagging on niggas back? Yeah. <laughs> Tell them where they can find you, man. Hey, young world. The world is yours. Hey, young world. The world is yours. I am Autobots. You can find me on Instagram. It's Autobots. Hey, um, if you can, check me out on YouTube. I got some old videos. Check out the auto, <coughs> Autos Mobile. Automobiles. Check those out. Let me know what y'all think about that on my Instagram. And I um, <coughs> uh, wish you guys all the best until the next. Good life. Man, big bro, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at Dewan B on Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. And you know, on YouTube, I just got 10,000 a day, so thank y'all for that shit. 10,000 subs on YouTube. Dewan B. Uh, yeah, you know my programs. I, I, I really take time, two hours plus, to break shit down on a deep level and give y'all information. So for people that be in the comments saying I don't cite my sources, listen to my fucking show, nigga. I'll give him a whole bunch of books that you're not going to read. So I want to uh, salute to Craig Smith for uh, giving us this opportunity. Uh, salute to Craig Facts. Salute, salute to everybody else. And salute to, uh, to everybody who don't comment, too. Because there's a lot of motherfuckers who watch the show who don't say anything. So salute yeah. to everybody. Yeah. 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 Salute, salute to all y'all, man. Salute. You said, and, and, and salute to Craig's yeah. shirt, man. Uh, you look uh, like uh, a half-peeled potato, man. Uh, uh, right, right, right. That nigga 
nigga gave me an edible before this show. It's always my fault. <laughs> I need your yeah. help, man. Yeah, like yeah, I got wedge. you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, 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 I got potato you. Potato wedge. Fuck you. Be on your, on your blank football jersey. This nigga gave me an edible that got me really subdued right now, man. I ain't got nothing to fuck you I don't even have no football jersey. He played in that shirt. Hey, hey, nigga, play street ball, nigga. He at the, he's a home team. I'm the away team. Then we play against each other, nigga. Yeah, clean it or nothing, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said, Dwan gave you a half-eaten edible. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, man, I appreciate y'all for coming through, man. Uh, shoot, we've been doing the show a little bit over a year now, man, and it's growing and it's growing, so thank y'all for supporting. Uh, man, Keep watching. Check out the website, dcraigsmith.com. Baltimore. I'll be there at the Baltimore Comedy Factory telling jokes on Sunday. Yeah. Buy your tickets. The show is almost sold out. So yeah. you might not be able to buy a ticket tomorrow. So make sure you get it now at the uh, baltimorecomedyfactory.com. It's me and Big Job. We're going to be in the building. Then I got something planned locally here at the uh, Miracle Theater coming up soon and a few other places. You know what I'm saying? So support. Um, yeah, if I owe you something, get it from God, nigga. That's the show. Yeah. I love our side TV. Like a <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. 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 Yeah.